serves. This is Sir Gene with your morning update in the afternoon. We're we're live on the stream, but let's get everything ready before we hit the record button. The podcast. Which, which stream? The YouTube's stream. Oh, not, let me you send you a link. You don't stream to No Agenda stream. I've never streamed to No Agenda stream because no one would give me access to it. I mean, you always stream there with Darren. Uh, Darren streams to it. Yes, Darren streams every day. Oh. But I, I've asked the guys to teach me how to get a stream uh, set up. No, but... they hate you. They hate yeah, you. Yeah, they do hate me. I'm banned. Everyone you know, I'm banned you. off IRC. So, how... really? Oh, you knew that. No, I, I bitched didn't about it. Believe I me, bitched I don't you about know that. this. I like didn't know three that. years ago. Three years ago. Oh, you haven't been on since then. No, no. That's um, you know that was a perma ban, from my understanding. So I haven't even tried. Careful now! I'm going to ban you from No Agenda Social. You you might. I know. Russian I know. Dis disinformation artist. This is Sergina, and today I have a very special guest with me, Adam Curry. I've certainly known Adam for apparently over a decade now, and I've had many wonderful conversations with him. Today he's joining me both on audio and video. So if you're listening to this in podcast form, make sure you check out the video of this, which will be in the link that's in the podcast notes. And if you're watching this, well, then please do sign up for the podcast as well. We have plenty of other cool interviews coming up, and I'll be talking more about them in the coming weeks. Adam, how are you, my friend? I'm good, Gene. I'm, I'm just going to put up with the video. As you know, I, I really despise it, but you're my friend. I love you. And that's and so, you know, anything you ever asked me, I would do for you. I would walk through over hot coals for you. Well, I, I appreciate you saying that. That's that's well, very, it's true. Uh, it's true. We, we've been friends for a long time, and I appreciate mm -hmm. your friendship. Thank you. Why, well, and I, I, yours, obviously. In fact, we even started a company together. We did, and we did. Yeah. That didn't, was, that didn't was too go bad too far, but <laughs> no, it's too, well, I realize more and more how hard, you know, the hardware is called hardware for a reason. Really yeah. hard. Yeah. And, and I have to say that the outgrowth of that is now, you know, seven, eight years later, I'm using mm -hmm. the, the road, a road, roadcaster pro two. Yep. And it's pretty much what we envisioned. So, you know, I'm happy. It's the very similar. It. It's, it's, yeah. it's very, it's very close to, to what we were thinking yeah. about. Some other guy actually sent me, hold on a second. Just one sec your ass off when you see this okay some guy sent me this look at this ah. look at this beauty yes and it's open circuit board well that and looks everything. kind of cool a little kind of it's, retro future yeah but and you know, so it has two microphones you can mix in a usb it can record mm -hmm. out to usb you can record an external augs you can split the mic champ i mean mm -hmm. pod pod mobile is what it's called oh look there's a qr code everybody nice so this That's guy cool. sent this to me i'm like I wanted to show it to you because I'm like, oh man, this, this was kind of the, the first idea, although we had it computerized, mm -hmm. he's all analog, which I really appreciate. Right. But yeah. We, we had, a, and, and I, you know, it was really, it was really fun doing it. We, you know, we selected a bad third partner. I'll, I'll, I'll take the blame for that. I'll definitely uh, give it to you, but yes. <laughs> and so that, so that didn't work, but it was, we had fun trying. Conceptually, it was great. I definitely had a lot of fun on getting a little deeper into the hardware side than I've ever done before as well. And do getting, learning a little bit of CAD to model like the case and all that stuff. Was, and the case was beautiful, man. Searching at least for 10, dials. 10, 10 boxes that look just like it. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah. So it, it was neat. And in a lot of ways, even though, you know, obviously we're not making any money off the Roadcaster product, it is cool to see something actualized in reality 
that was quite similar to what we originally created and were prototyping. Yeah, but they their 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 retail is six ninety nine. We never would have done. No, 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 no. I mean, with all the stuff they they put, we in were there, breaking no even at like if, seven hundred bucks. It, yeah. yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> it was it was not enough. Yeah. It was hard. It was hard. Yeah, but still, I mean the the fact that there are now devices that are created specifically for speech and audio. Maybe not just podcasts. You could certainly record books, audio books with it as well. Things Fine. like that. You could do shows, but. You know, this was a tiny, tiny little fragment of the audio market because everyone's creating devices for music. Right. And so I'm like, I remember, in fact, the, the microphone that I see in front of you and the one same one that's in front of me right now. Recommended I'm, by you. That's right. Yep. That microphone I learned about, in fact, it was just the RE20, not the 320, uh, by visiting talk radio stations going, oh, so that's how they get the sound. That's very interesting. I want right. to. I want to see their whole setup because I was always listening to talk radio, but you know, I wasn't exposed on, until much, much later to the insides of it. But now it's, it's, you know, selling products that people actually use for speech is a lot more common, but we're I not here I, to talk about what I know. I think, we're here I to talk this, about you. I think this was initially developed for kick drums. That's how they marketed it. But the yeah. thing is, it's had <laughs> such a great profile to it because oh, the RE20 is just completely flat. Right. And, and the 320 actually, it, it, for me anyway, it, it lets me avoid having to put in an EQ in the chain. Oh, well, you know me. I mean, I, I EQ everything. Yeah. I, I put, you know, the compression, my waveforms are flat. You know, this is my sound. Mm -hmm. But I love this because I can spit in it, pop, pop, by explosives. <laughs> I'm going to die spitting in this thing for sure. This is, mm -hmm. I love, and I'd hate to have to open it up and take a look at what's inside. I bet it's really nasty. That's why I have three of them. <laughs> that, are you up to three now? Wow. Three. That's yeah. I thought I blew them up, but actually <laughs> I didn't blow them up. It was a faulty cable. So I had three at a certain point and I've tried other mics, you know, the classic SM7, which I've had for ages. Mm -hmm. And then that, uh, that square Beck microphone, which was just way too dynamic. Mm. It looks neat. It looks very cool. Actually, I use that on the other side of the desk for, for my wife, for Tina, oh, okay. when we do Curry and the Keeper. It's yeah. great for her because, you know, she's like, you know, like this and, you know, looking at the iPad uh -huh. and not. So, and, and it really captures her. So I'm yeah, happy yeah. with it. And I have a Neumann, which I love, but, you know, mm -hmm. the, the kind of compression I use, it's, you're just sucking. I mean, you're sucking in from Fredericksburg to Austin, every, every dog <laughs> fart, you know, it's just unusable. Yeah. Well, it, it's, I think you develop, uh, and I mean, this, like this mic is, I think my fourth or fifth mic that I bought in testing different mics to see which ones I like the sound of the most. Mm -hmm. And I, I haven't looked back after I got this one. I was like, holy cow, this is, that's the one I'm sticking with. Yeah. This is the gene sound coming out of this mic for sure. Yeah. You got, uh, you got a real slow noise gate on it, which I kind of like. It's kind of mm -hmm. nice for you. Yeah. I like that. Although I, I do hear some like fizzy like a led or something i hear a very light ground loop i hear something really interesting mm -hmm. yeah um, i'm super sensitive to that shit so yeah 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 no that's good well oh that's one thing and i'm gonna have you do this while we're talking i probably should have done this before we hit the record button but too bad it's going to be in the podcast hit your settings button there in the software that you're in it should be a little spinning gear looking thing on the towards the bottom of the screen Oh, bottom of the screen? Yeah. Do you see a little spinning gear? 
Oh, yes, here in the middle yeah. of the screen. Yeah, okay. Yeah, what middle do you want of the screen. me to do? Yeah. Click that, go to audio, and then select advanced and make sure that high quality audio is turned on. Now, do you have, do you have my video running? You see my video, yeah. right? Oh, okay. yeah. Let's see, advanced. What do you want? High quality or yeah. on or off? Um, is it on already? High resolution audio. Do you want stereo? Yes. Stereo. Uh, no. Don't okay. need stereo. Echo unless you're gonna, unless you're gonna off, say noise, anything. Noise suppression is off. Yeah, all that stuff should be Auto off. Auto gain control, I'll leave on, I guess. I usually turn that off. Oh, let's turn it off. Hey. hey somebody just did a $33.33 donation. Look at that. Oh, is that Kevin Super John, Chat? Best, yeah, Super Chat. Best podcast in the universe. No agenda. Sorry, <laughs> lifetime dirtbag for not donating to them. Oh. Got to work on, hey. Getting a knighthood, I guess hold a damn. You've been deduced. You've been deduced. Nice. Look at that. A live deducing on the air. 33 is the magic number. Gotta love it. There's probably a lot of people that are watching right now that are have not been listeners of No Agenda going, what the hell just happened? I doubt it. Everyone <laughs> listens to No Agenda. What are you talking about? We're you bad. guys We're do have a pretty wide reach. That's true. That well, you know, so there's, there's this open source as part of Podcasting 2.0. It's an open source stats system that was mm -hmm. put up by John Spurlock, who's a ex-Silicon Valley guy, lives in Dallas, and, you know, basically quit and, you know, to see what he could do to move podcasting forward. And he created this op3.org or op3.dev, mm. and it's open, open stats, and it's really good. So it's not like, you know, it goes way beyond the IAB certification where, you know, one second of audio is a full right. download and all that horse shit. And it looks like we have, on average, about 850,000 people listening to any any No Agenda episode, mm -hmm. which I wow. think is pretty good. Yeah. You know, we could make money with advertising with that audience. Well, you could have done that a long time ago. But the more important way to make money is <laughs> by direct from the a listener method we, or the producer. And you guys call them producers. Yes, we, we would have been along off the air if we had taken yes. advertising. We wouldn't have been, yeah. It would have not worked. I would have said that was Man, you would have run out of gold and VPNs to sell. Yeah. <laughs> gold or mattresses or what else? Uh, pillows, oh, yes. Square, Squarespace, Squarespace back in Squarespace. the day. Squarespace. It, and, exactly. Uh, what Tommy John's, although I would have loved to have sell some flashlights. Yeah. That would have been a cool one to do. Yeah. Yeah, that's kind of what you're drinking out of right now. Hmm. For people that don't have video, you you're go. missing out, guys. You're missing out. You got to watch the video portion of it. Every every appearance I do, I take one with me. Do you? You're nice. Yeah. Got to bring the flashlight. That's, That's right. not a flashlight. <laughs> but, I oh, I don't know. It looks like one. I don't know what you're holding there. But now the other question I'm sure some people have is your, that, that vape thing you're puffing on is huge. What yes. is that? Well, so the... <laughs> This is a geek vape, but it's it's really more about the 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 tank because mm -hmm. it's a, it's a rebuild. So I stopped smoking. I I've been a smoker all my life since I was 13 and the last probably 15 years or so, maybe less. I I was really smoking, you know, more marijuana, but I'd mix it up with with tobacco from time to it also that gives you like a little extra a little extra, a little nicotine uh, buzz. Yeah, a little nicotine buzz, and uh, I I microdose all day long, wake and bake to to you know before I go to bed, and just kind of like, you know, it was it was I don't know, it, it, my culture in the Netherlands, you know, <laughs> kind of where I came from, and I never really gave that up until November, end of November, 
and I had to have this uh, oral procedure done, which you know we can get into if you like want. Tooth but surgery, the bone uh, ossification. So have I've been regrowing mm. bro- bones since the end of November. Mm-hmm. And uh, my periodontist, you know, I got a great team. One guy does all the the pretty stuff, and mm-hmm. another guy does all the surgery stuff. And uh, who's also a pilot. We're now kind of buddies. We're actually we nice. are buddies. And uh, he said, you know, like a week before the surgery, he calls me up and said, Adam, dude, like just, you know, I, I really want this to be successful and, uh, and I want it to be easy for me and easy for you with, with the healing. So you've mm-hmm. got to stop putting fucking fire in your mouth. I'm like, oh, okay. Mm-hmm. And so I stopped and I quit and I, and I, I have not really, I've not smoked at all since then. I have an actual vaporizer, which doesn't burn the flour, but it heats it up. And, you know, and, and it gets 185 degrees. And then it's kind of like one of those vaporizers with the big plastic bag, only it's This small is like a smolder instead of a fire kind of thing. Correct. Yeah. And, then it, and it cools down so you can, you know, just you're inhaling mm. like a very, very cool stream of, you know, a vapor. But even that, I, for some reason, it's like, I don't know. I just, I quit almost altogether. And uh, I find out I get a lot more done in my day. Shocker. Go figure. <laughs> I, you know, I also got, I was, I, I set up this software called Trillium. I don't know if you've ever heard of it, mm. uh, but Trillium is, it's open source package. And it's like this database for the front end. You run it on your, on your home server and you can have a client for it or a web client. And it's really an outliner, which I love. It organizes your day with to-do lists. It's completely integrated. So I was so distracted by setting that up at the same time. I, I never even had like a, oh, man, I wish I could have a smoke. And so, yeah, I don't know. It's, it's just gotten, no one's complained. It doesn't seem like I'm less entertaining or, you know, if anything, no. I'm, I'm probably calmer than I was. But yeah, yeah. So, so yeah, so the, back to the vape. The vape shop in Fredericksburg, Texas, where I live in Hill Country, is called Vapealicious. Jerry <laughs> and Kathy run it. They're, you know, they're old, like, they're probably in the witness protection program. They're in their <laughs> mid-60s. And they started a, a real vape shop, so not with, you know, jewels or any of that crap, but with, you know, only organic, you know, real nicotine, no, mm-hmm. no, no, no funky flavors except for, you know, all tobacco derivatives. And they started that to help people Wait, stop I can't smoking. get bubble gum there, is this what no, you're saying? No, no, absolutely not. <laughs> and so this one, you actually rebuild it. You, you wind the coil yourself. You put the cotton in. So instead of, you know, most people get a tank and it's, they put an element in, it's from China, who the hell mm-hmm. knows what's in it, you know, it gets all nasty and you just don't know. So I figured if I'm going to do this anyway, I'm going to do it right. And it's a nice ritual, you know, whereas rolling, rolling a, a joint used to be, I mean, I could roll them with my left hand behind my back while driving. I think uh, I've seen I, you do that. <laughs> you probably have. You know, the, like an old school where, you know, Papa has to clean his pipe once a week, you know, so I, I sit down, I got all my gear and, I, and my tools and I and make the coil, you don't have to wind mm-hmm. once a week, but put new cotton in it. And, you know, this one has temperature control. So it heats up slowly to 425 degrees over a 10 second period at 14 Watts. I mean, it's completely configurable Mm -hmm. Uh, and it looks like a little robo penis uncircumcised. So (laughs) let me just suck on it. Uh Uh-huh. Yeah. No, that's cool. Well, and you know, my, my whole story with the uh, THC is that I, I did a test, a very scientific test. Yeah, you need like 100, 100 grams before you get <laughs> yeah, stoned. Yeah, exactly. I, I got to tell you, so I did this procedure, and it turns out if you have redhead, red hair in the family or mm-hmm. you know, anything Irish, you have a very huge tolerance. Mm-hmm. So this was a five-and-a-half-hour procedure, and they knocked me out with medical fentanyl. Mm-hmm. And I kept waking up. You know, oh, man. And, well, no, it's okay. Because, I mean, you're all, it's just a, it's like, it's just to put you to sleep. It's not like, like, like so you, you're but you can feel stuff out. though. No, 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 okay, they, okay, no, okay. no. They shoot, shot me up with Nova or lidocaine yeah. everywhere. Yeah, but yeah. I kept waking up like, 
hey, and I come talk, 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 knocking my teeth out, you know, or something like mm-hmm. that. I'm like, and they, and, and you know, I want to scratch my chin with my left hand. Like sure. someone slaps my hand down, give him more. I said, we gave you enough to put down an elephant. You just kept coming back. So, you know, uh-huh. I have, to- I have high tolerance for that. And uh, yeah. Although if I if I if I vape some weed now I, I get pretty loopy pretty quick because you know that that tolerance goes away just, pretty quick just from not yeah. doing it for a while yeah yeah no, but with you it's like I think you would literally have to it doesn't start with you until like a hundred milligrams right yeah yeah that's crazy yeah and then and my my when I finally got to that point where it was noticeable you know I realized like. I'm having less fun playing video games because I'm not as good at it. My focus and concentration are not where I want to be. I'm like, why the fuck do people do this? This makes the, no sense to me. That's the desired effect, Gene. What, what's but your problem? That's, that's the, whole the opposite idea. of what I want. No, well, th- then don't do it. Well, you and, need, you know, Coke, Coke is good. I will say that. It's just not healthy. Don't do Coke. Not but it does drug. have the desired not effect. Not my drug, brother. Not my drug. Yeah. Not well. my drug at all. No. <laughs> well, I yeah, I mean, I can't do it for obvious reasons because I don't want to be a John Candy. But uh, right, it, it's, yeah, uh, sure. It does work. Just don't do it, kids. So let's talk about podcasting 2.0. That's a big topic, and obviously right. something that you are at the very core of. As a super fast, like three sentence refresher, tell people about podcasting 1.0 and how that came about. And then let's jump on to podcasting 2.0. Podcasting 1.0 really started in 2000. Dave Weiner was building software for weblogs, which I would say he invented. You know, he, he took a format called RSS and really turned it into RSS what, as we know it today. Mm. And, it would, and that, that's used to syndicate content, syndicate blogs. And he had this very interesting product called Radio Userland. And it was a little server that you ran on your on your laptop. We didn't have phones then or anything like that. And so you opened up a browser just accessing this this server on your own computer, and you could write blog posts and then post that to a server somewhere, you know, like just a regular old hosting thing, just something you mm-hmm. dropped a, a file in. And you could also subscribe to other blogs with an aggregator, an RSS aggregator. And I was really enamored by the concept, and I used that. Pro- I like it. It's called Radio Userland. And I was like, oh, this, it, you know, it's like everyone has their own little radio station. I didn't really quite connect all the pieces yet because what it didn't have was an enclosure. It didn't have a way to attach a file to it. And at the time, I had this, in fact, it's a blog post I wrote called The Last Yard, I think, or The Last Mile, whatever it was. It's out there still. And I was in Amsterdam. It was around 2000. And we had one of the first countries to get cable modems. And the idea of a cable modem was revolutionary. Not Not a lot of people will remember it, but you had to dial up. You know, in you know, tie up your phone line or your fax line to get on the internet, and now you didn't have to do that. It wasn't particularly fast or anything like that, but at least you didn't have to dial up anymore, mm-hmm. and that was pretty revolutionary because the the computer was just on. You could go there, but if you wanted to watch video, which is what I was looking at at the time, it would the experience would be click, you wait for five minutes, you know, then it would, and this was real video, so it wasn't even really streaming. It was just a very highly compressed thing. It download, you click it, it open up, it open up another application, and then it would play some shitty video for a minute. And and I and I thought, you know, why don't we? There's no need to do this live in real time. What if the computer already knew what you wanted and it was downloading stuff in the background, and then when it had it downloaded, that's when it told you there was something new. I'm like, oh, and then you click on it, you'll have at least you'll have an immediate experience, and you could do you know high you know, big file sizes, because you wouldn't know anyway that it was doing this in the background. 
And from my broadcast experience, I knew that, you know, like the 6 o'clock news, it's not all live at that minute. You know, packages have been done a week before, the stuff that was done the afternoon. You know, it's really the host that sits there and rolls it all out live in one sequence. Mm. And so I flew to New York. I convinced him to build that, and, and that, that's what created RSS 2.0, which includes uh, the attachment. And we were happily using that for 1. a couple of no, 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 no. RSS 2.0. Oh, RSS 2.0. Right, right. 2. Okay, 0. okay. Not podcasting 2.0. No, no. RSS podcasting 2. didn't exist. The right, word right. didn't exist, the concept, until mm -hmm. I saw my first iPod in 2003. And I looked at this thing. You remember, it was the big one with the hard drive in it. It had that mm -hmm. kind of beautiful white finish. It had the big dial on the front. It looked like a and bar of soap. It, but, oh, to me, it looked like the Sony AM transistor, solid-state radio my grandmother had given me when I was seven, which had a 9-volt battery. And I looked at this thing and went, radio, not jukebox or digital mm -hmm. walkman. I said, this is a radio. And then I saw the mechanism. At the time, you had to push it into its dock, and it would synchronize with iTunes, and it would put everything from your computer. It would sync it up, basically. And so that's when I set about building in AppleScript something called the iPodder script that would subscribe to one, one, it was, we didn't have a name for it, but one feed, and that was my own. And so when I published a new MP3 at the time, then it would detect this, but it would be polling the whole time and it would pull it down to my computer, my Mac, and then it would, once it was down, it would synchronize to the iPod and would put it there right in its own little playlist, which at the time was daily source code, and it would list, you know, every single new show. And there it is. There's the old school one. Mm -hmm. And and this, it, this was like, holy crap, this was a no-brainer to me. And so once I had that, I put the word out on my blog. I said, I need developers. I'm not a developer, but here's the concept. And we need applications that can do this. And to help y'all, I'm going to do a, a show. I just called it a show every day. I'll release it in my feed as an MP3. And it, and it was called the Daily Source Code. And all I did was talk about the development of these applications. And so we had iPodder X, we had, you know, iPodder Lemon, we had all these different versions for Windows, for Mac, and for Unix. I built a little directory, which was at iPodder.org, which was in itself kind of revolutionary because it was a, a world outline. It was outliners that were all linked together. You know, we had, I don't know, about 4,000 podcasts, but I was doing interviews and just was, it just, it, it clicked. For mm -hmm. some reason. And it was really, it was like WGBH, Tony Khan, who started putting NPR content on there. The BBC grasped it very early, and I was, I, I moved to the UK around this time. So I was there, and I could do interviews. And then I got a call from Steve Jobs, or actually from Eddie Q, and he says, do you have time to meet Steve in like 2005, 2006? And I'm like, well, yeah, yeah maybe. Let me check my calendar. And that, and from that was the launch of, of podcasting in, in iTunes. And after that, I mean, it just took off, you know, it was just yeah. big. So now we'll move forward. A lot of things happened. In fact, uh, it was a uh, podcasting was, was the darling was the hottest shit, but then things turned and a couple things happened. One, our biggest so-called competitor, Odeo flipped the script and they closed as a podcast creation and listening platform mm -hmm. and became Twitter, literally using the publish subscribe mechanism of podcasting initially, which is why, you know, it didn't work very well. We had the Twitter fail well because the podcasting RSS ecosystem is not really meant to be centralized. It's meant to be completely decentralized. But then we also got Facebook and then YouTube and YouTube came in with, you know, like, the million, the billion dollar price tag. And it was anybody could, you know, it was free. You could, you could upload video for free. And to this day, of course, that's still the case. 
um, which is really the big the big beauty of of YouTube. It doesn't cost you anything to, to yeah. do whatever you want. And that pushed podcasting down to page five below the fold. No one cared. We had, what else did we have? Pandora, you know, the phase out of mm -hmm. Napster. So really, but meanwhile, podcasting did just kind of trickle along, you know, growing a little, maybe four or 5% a year until what, 2014, 2015, when Serial came out, which was, you know, a true crime podcast. And, it, and it's just one of those magic moments where everybody had just been binging their asses off on streaming, like basically Netflix. And, I watched all 18 seasons of Breaking Bad last weekend. Your eyes like this, you know, House of Cards was all being released. You could you could binge it all in one go. And Serial came out, which is, you know, true crime is very compelling, certainly to American audience. I think it's still the number one category or number close to it. And and you could not binge it unless you waited for the whole series to play out. So you right. could catch up with like three episodes, but you had to wait until next week to hear what happened. And that was the revolution. People were like, what do you think has happened? They, you know, the, it was water cooler talk. And that mm -hmm. just launched everything back into the stratosphere. And it was going great. I mean, it was really, really rocking along. But Apple had kind of become the default on-ramp for podcasting. Like you had to be, you had to be in iTunes. And yeah. that had two reasons. One, they, they were the leader where the iPhone had now come out and, you know, you had the podcast app on, on the iPhone. But and also... you could finally get podcasts without using iTunes. You could do it from correct, the phone directly. Correct. All, all, all great stuff. Mm -hmm. uh, but more importantly, for, for reasons that it was really their own issue of how their own podcast app, any other independent podcast app was using the Apple directory, which was open and, and was free to them. Um, mm -hmm. So, you know, always be wary of free. And at a certain point, a couple things happened. It was March 2020. Mm -hmm. They started taking people off. There was a coordinated effort. And the coordinated effort happened amongst all Silicon Valley companies, Apple, Facebook, Google. And they took off Alex Jones, the X-22 report, you know, just whatever, just some, some nut job conspiracy podcast. Who gives a shit? No, took it off. But when you take it off of the Apple podcast infrastructure, it went away from Overcast and Podcast yeah. Addict and everything else because that's what those guys were using. And that, to me, was like, hold on a second. Houston, we have a problem. So I called up my buddy Dave Jones, who we've been tinkering with stuff for 10 years at the time now. You know, and we've been friends, you know, just trying to build stupid shit that we liked and wound <laughs> up using ourselves, you know. And we, we've, you know... I would have an idea every other year, like, hey, let's, and Dave would go, okay, let's build it. So now I called up and I said, hey, we're going to put together our own index. We'll have an API, which is free for developers to use. We'll fund it value for value, which at this time, no agenda had really perfected the, the value for value mm -hmm. idea where you have the, the, in our case, producers supporting the show. So I figured, you know, it's not going to be that expensive to spin this up over time as more and more people use it. We'll have to do better in our, in our income stream. And at the same time, it also found, found the lightning network, which is this, I call it Venmo for Bitcoin. So you can do really fast transactions, very efficiently, cheaply, which is all relative. Of course, it's amazing. And, and any of these technologies, amazing that it works at all. And I said, and we're going to bake this in so that, so we can have a real time value for value exchange. Someone can say, I want to pay this, give this podcast a dollar an hour. And the minute you press play, it starts spitting, you know, permit a 60th of a dollar every, every minute back to the podcaster. And from that 
came a number of things, which is Boostergrams, which is very similar to the YouTube Super Chat, but also because just by technical definition of how you add this to, to RSS in a namespace came the podcast namespace. And what I didn't realize is that for 10 years, the podcast industry had just been in iron, just blocked because no features would be added unless Apple added it. So if Apple didn't add right. it, then all the smaller guys couldn't use it. No one could have those features. So everyone would basically sit around and go, fuck Apple, man. No, we can't do that. Apple's not going to do blah, blah. And they had academies and steering committees and nonprofits that were funded to, to convince Apple and to move podcasting forward. When all it really took was just a couple of yahoos like Adam and Dave to sit down and just do it. And we just did mm -hmm. it. And this, 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 it was the uncorking of developer creativity that just all f flew in like, holy crap, I'm waiting to do this. And I have this business and that business and this thing I want to do. And that's when I came up with this idea of the splits. And this was, I think, this is the revolution that is in podcasting 2.0, uh, which is completely compatible with any podcasting 2.0 app works with any old legacy you know, feed and, uh, and the new feeds work in legacy apps is that you as the podcaster can determine that a percentage of what you are given through streaming value for value or boostograms can go to anyone you want in any percentage. And that way we could cut in the app developers who had never been in the money flow. You know, Joe Rogan, before he went to Spotify, his millions of dollars, you know, podcast addict didn't get any of that. Those guys were relegated to giving it away for free in the app store and then hoping to get $1.99 a month maybe for some premium features. And now all of a sudden they could say, oh, I'm going to take 2% of this. And it's all transparent so everybody knows. And now we see this ecosystem of new apps, which are, you know, they actually can hire an extra developer. They, you know, mm -hmm. there's a money flow that also enables investors to come in and say, oh, I can see you're actually making money with this. It's not a lot right now, but, you know, that'll grow over time. So a whole new industry was born, which was perfect timing because the podcast industrial complex, which is this, you know, go to podcast movement and any of these bullshit conferences where it's basically big companies spending way, or they were spending way too much money as kind of an ESG checkbox like oh i need to i can fund a bipoc podcast and you know lgbtq podcast and mm -hmm. a global a global warming podcast and so as money flowing around everywhere ridiculous amounts then we got spotify overspending on all kinds of podcast companies and as you've known me long enough the golden rule that i learned in 2006 with the company pod show which i can't raised 65 million can't monetize the network <laughs> i raised 65 million it, it, it never returned to the investors. And I realized after 10 years, the mistake was it just doesn't work that way with decentralized media. And so now as people are crapping out on the vine because the free money ride is over, the advertising is severely suppressed. It's the first thing to go always is the marketing money. Now people are looking for ways, if they're really serious about podcasting, to make it work for them. And it turns out the value for value concept with 2.0 is a great way to do it. Yeah, absolutely. And that wasn't short, but at least I got it all in in one go. No, you got it. And now you can take a breath. No, that was awesome. I think it gives a good history of kind of how you got here, which is really very organically. I mean, everything you've done, you've done out of your own personal interest. 
Yeah. And I, I believe selfishness is the key to innovation. When people want to do things to make it things easier for themselves, it makes it easier for others. And it quite often ends up creating something that wouldn't have existed otherwise. I have a little different take on it all these years later. Mm. I always used to wonder, like, the rap guys would win an award and they always say, I want to thank God. And I'm like, yeah, I'm pretty sure that was used for this. <laughs> this, <laughs> this. This was my mission for whatever reason. This is what I was supposed to do. Mm-hmm. Uh, and, and I, if anything, I, I, I can motivate people. I can be enthusiastic. I can, you know, the podcasting 2.0 developers, and I set up a Mastodon for that. You know, we have a GitHub, but I find it so boring. You know, you can't really have a discussion. In fact, that always results in people fighting and bitching. So always. Have, yeah, always. <laughs> and then we fork it off. I'm going to fork and we'll leave you. Yeah, yeah. So we have this podcast. Fork you. <laughs> in, yeah, right. Podcastindex.social, which is, it's social, you know, so we throw ideas around. And just like one, 1.0, we have a podcast we do every Friday, mm-hmm. and it's, it's podcasting 2.0. We call it the board meeting, and we literally talk about the development we're doing. And so, you know, we have a band, and it's, it's an orchestra, and we got a guy with a banjo, a washboard, a triangle, electric guitar, you know, a guy who drums, you know, with one stick. I mean, it's all these different pieces, and, you know, you just kind of, you know, just talk about everybody. It's easy, you know, and then mm-hmm. we'll bring someone in and we have them in the board meeting and we'll talk about what they're doing. And again, I am really convinced that even though it's not that much, although it is kind of moving along now, the fact that everybody can participate in the, in the flow of the value that comes back. So actual little bits of Bitcoin and Satoshi, that I think is, is what, what strings it all together. I think that is somehow the motivator because anyone, anybody can, can get a piece of that with any project they're doing. And, yeah. And, and talk a little more about, like you mentioned the split, but just for people that haven't used podcasting 2.0 apps, which by the way, I went in and looked at the apps now, it's got to be pushing a hundred at this point. I mean, it's a huge list. I think it's 73 apps and services. Okay. That, uh, use it. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, it's at newpodcastapps.com. You can see you can see that there. You can filter it by hosting companies or by apps. It's interesting because right finally people are starting to experiment a little bit with different experiences. So not the typical, you know, inbox, here's what I've listened to, you know, here's mm-hmm. what I subscribe to, using it in different ways. And I'm seeing like noagendashow.net, our website, which is built by Tim CodesMonkey. All of our stuff is done by our producers, you know, and they, he manages that completely himself. He has all these 2.0 features like chapters and transcripts and all the, and location and guests and all of this stuff has now been pulled into that. So we're seeing it it really, because it's RSS, it's spreading everywhere in all these different cool ways. I'm sorry, you're, you're, how, I'm not sure how that relates to splits, if, if you want to ask. Yeah, I mean, we can talk about splits, but the idea is, the cool part of it is with the RSS being backwards compatible, somebody could yeah. be using the built-in Apple app right now, download one of the podcasting 2.0 compatible apps, mm-hmm. or reload their same their RSS lists of podcasts. Yeah, mm-hmm. in fact, I think mm-hmm. you can export that through an OML file or something. OPM, OPML. OPML, yeah, yeah. Mm-hmm. And, and then have a whole new experience that includes inter, more interactive type features, in, ability to send Satoshis back, the ability to view images that are embedded mm-hmm. in different chapters, having chapters at all. 
Yeah, there's, uh, there's a transcripts. Big one. There's, a, there's a big one now, which is cross-app comments. And I'm very excited mm. about this. It's been very hard to get this to work, but we're almost there. And the and thanks actually to the big Mastodon push, you know, with the, with the journalists leaving Twitter in a huff, but they didn't really, but okay. <laughs> so, but thanks to them talking about Mastodon, Mastodon, Mastodon. Under the hood in Mastodon, which, you know, is just a client for what used to be known as GNU Social, is ActivityPub. And ActivityPub is, you know, it's a publish-subscribe mechanism, which, no surprise, works like everything else. It all works like email, ultimately. And so now you can make a comment on one app, and you can read it and comment on that very post in, in any other app. And this is, this is what's really cool because you don't just have to be on the same app or the same, you know, commenting service mm -hmm. or good pods or whatever. You can do it right there in the app. And that's, I would say, that is the big aha moment, like aha, but duh, as long as there's no friction. So you can send a boostergram to, just like the super chats we're seeing come in, right from where you're listening to the episode. You can mm -hmm. make the comment right there. You don't have to go, everything is contained in app. And we've now perfected something we call LIT, which stands for live item tag. And that is essentially YouTube live. So mm -hmm. the app will alert you when, when, when Griftcast is going live, you open it up, chat room's there, live video stream is there, and your boostergrams, which is equivalent to Super Chat. And we've been doing that with audio for, about half a year now, and now we're, we're succeeding. And Podverse is the first one that does it pretty much perfectly because you have this HLC video format or video trans, transport, which is chunks of video, and we don't have to get into it. But, you know, so this is we, we intend to provide an alternative to YouTube Live, unfortunately, not with the, with the free video hosting, but there's a solution for that, which Alex Gates has been working on at No Agenda 2, mm -hmm. and that's the uh, web torrent. So the minute you pick up the live stream, you are in essence relaying it to the next person who's watching the live stream. So it's completely, yeah, again, almost it's decentralized. decentralized. Yeah. That's right. Fuck centralization. It's failed. It doesn't work. This is, we know this. <laughs> and if it does work, then you're heavily censored. That that's the problem, and it's all advertising. That's the biggest problem. Yeah, no, that's absolutely true, and and definitely, I want to shout out Alex because he was one of the first guys I interviewed on this podcast. Yeah, and he's like the most quiet, kind of demure guy that is just a genius. He 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 just sees a problem, and goes, oh well, here's how you fix that. Here here's the solution. He is to a that. He is a genius. He's certified. Yeah. He's like twenty four. Yeah, certified, certified genius. I know. I was blown away by him. And we call him the podcasting 2.0 consultant. Everybody has a nickname. Everybody has a nickname in our world. <laughs> no, it's very cool. And this is, I mean, like you said, you were kind of like your mission, but you've you've definitely taken the deep dive into it. You do a lot of podcasts. And I do. In fact, why don't you name all the podcasts you currently do? Yeah, I do too many, but it's because I really love them. So No Agenda is the one that I do Sundays and Thursdays. We do it live, but it, it is in essence a podcast. It's, it's audio only, will only be audio. It's about three, three and a half hours long, completely supported through the value for value model. All of my podcasts are. Mm. So that's Sundays and Thursdays. On Wednesdays, I alternate. I try to do MoFax, which is two American guys sit down and we talk about what's really going on in the world, particularly from a racial standpoint. Moe's black, Adam's white. We're both American dudes. 
We turns out we have a lot more in common than we don't, but we learn a lot. And certainly the first 80 episodes has been a lot more of me learning. Mo really puts it together. I thought I was pretty clued into the world and certainly that I, you know, I know I'm not a racist, but when you really go through some historical facts and, and just learn from another guy's experience, you know, there's still a lot of really fucked up shit that is just mind boggling. And I learn a lot, you know, it's like, Martin Luther King? No, no, no. It would be Malcolm X. That's the guy you want. You know, there's a lot of a lot of horseshit going on in the in the Black American community, which really is is equally as bad for Black Americans as anything else is happening. And so that to me is like going to school. You know, I love that. Mo's a Christian, so we we come at it from an interesting angle together. And it's not always easy to get that podcast done. And we the the schedule is challenging it's challenging for him for a multitude of reasons also it seems sometimes like you know the some force just doesn't want us to do it i mean if you've ever listened to the bruce springsteen barack obama podcast they ripped the idea off from us and they did a shitty job i mean it's really Mm -hmm. good and you learn things you never heard before like rosa parks was basically the marketing version of the real thing i mean there's a lot of stuff and and even kanye you know mo mo has been able to explain kanye very well and the age-old struggle between black americans and jewish americans there's a lot of stuff that is just not explained very well and he has an interesting take at the same time, we learned that a lot of the, a lot of situations are completely unnecessary because he thought he knew what I was thinking as a white man, mm-hmm. and I thought I knew what he was thinking as a black man. And it turns out, no, it was completely stupid. It was exactly the opposite, and we were actually on the same page. So how society has has really done a number on us on purpose. And so we alternate that for sure. Every fourteen days, I do Curry and the Keeper with with Tina my wife. And, you know, that really, I need to thank you because she started with her first interview that she had done. She Now, she's a nonprofit maven. She's been in nonprofit, running nonprofit and doing communications for most mm-hmm. of her professional life. Most recently, Ronald McDonald House Charities of Central Texas. And she's now, as we say, semi-retired from corporate life. And you wanted to interview her and she was really nervous about it. And she's like, yeah. why does no one cares about me? Why does anyone want to interview me? And I said, because you're interesting. And she's, no, nah, I'm not. I said, well, I think you are. You know, I married you. you know, I didn't, wouldn't marry you. <laughs> well, I did marry her for her money, but still. And, yeah. and she found out that, oh, I actually have stuff to say. I said, yes, you do. And it was probably also that you and I were talking, you know, succession planning. Like, I need, to, I need a backup plan. I need an exit plan. Mm-hmm. And that plan is Curry and the Keeper. So we, yeah. we, uh, we do a show once, once every 14 days. It's about an hour and 15 minutes, and, you know, some really cool things have come out of that. It's also value for value. We get a lot of wine, a lot of expensive (laughs) wine, much more value than the Satoshis we get. But, you know, still it has about 9,000 people that listen on a regular basis and growing. And it's, it's brought a lot of fun people into our lives and a lot of joy, and it's really fun. I knew, and this is what I knew from, I used to be a Howard Stern fan before he went all, you know, woke. And, you know, he was totally, you know, he was the, you know, against the man. And I loved how he interviewed people. And he would have his wife at the time, Allison would come on and he would say, if you can just be honest, it'd be really cool. Just answer me on. And she could never do that because she had to do all showbiz type answers Mm -hmm. and be very cagey. And I knew that, you know, Tina and I could probably do this. We can, we can really speak open and honestly about our lives and what's happening and our relationship, and it really struck a chord really quickly with people. 
And so that's a very successful startup. And then the fourth one is uh, Podcasting 2.0, which we do on Fridays. And that's about, it's about an hour and a half, two hours, which is the update of, of what's happening with Podcasting 2.0. Yeah. So I, I got to ask, because I think I've asked the last time I interviewed, are we going to get any, even just one more episode of Daily Source Code ever? You know, the problem with Daily Source Code is, and that show really morphed over the years into something completely different. And I really, a big part of it was music. And, you know, just, I didn't want to be made example of, you know, by playing licensed music or anything like that. And so I, I really just had to stop. What, what, what is interesting, though, is that the index, as I'm, I will rebrand it eventually, mm. the index is now being set up for exactly that. So musicians are circumventing the traditional system. They're going to places like Wave Lake, Wave Lake, W-A-V-L-A-K-E, who are now allowing you to release your music with 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 the value block, with a value for value built in, with splits, so you can actually in real time be paying the writer, the composer, the the bass player, the drummer, the singer, the roadie, you know, mom who invested in the in the band, whatever. And so now people are building apps for that specifically for that, and it'll work exactly the same way. And I think we could do this. We could do it for PDFs or books. You know, this is a much bigger revolution, and that to me that really is value for value. Even set up a website, valueforvalue.info, value number four, value.info, that explains the concept and has pointers to different places where, where this is happening. And I think that is the way of the future for, for products that are hard to value. You know, so what, what is a podcast worth? Well, it's really whatever it's worth to you, not the person who's making it. What is a book worth? Well, you know, it's really what it's worth to you as a, as a reader. So we're changing, we're flipping the script on really on the creative model if people want a sustainable business and you know it's that is much more interesting to me i think we will get to a point where i can do a podcast and there's a, a technical term called a remote item where i could literally play a song in my podcast and anything that came in to my podcast for that for that three minutes or whatever would be split up between me and all the splits of the person whose song I'm using. So that's when that happens, daily source code will come back. Awesome. Well, I'm definitely <laughs> looking forward to that. Yeah, the whole split thing is very interesting because you're you're effectively you're doing a service to the people creating the podcast because presumably, let's say it was just a single transaction, somebody would then manually need to say, well, I'm, I'm going to, pay my co-host this much. I'm going to pay, you know, the, the guy that wrote our jingle for the beginning of the music this much, but you're allowing people to do, and in some ways it's actually similar to what locals does, which is that without, the fees, without the centralized local bit. Right. <laughs> exactly. But the, the fees, the fees are just based on the total donation. So it's all percentages. It's not mm -hmm. like a fixed, you know, you're paying 50 bucks, no matter how many people actually listen to it kind of thing. Mm -hmm. It's, it's, and, and not only that, you're also leaving that final control in the hands of the listener. So if you're right. listening to something that you don't like and you don't think it's worth any money, you're not paying. If yeah, you you're got, listening you gotta, to you something, you're like, yourself, you got to ask yeah. yourself, if, if you find no value, what are you doing wasting your time? Right, right. Well, you know, I, I think a lot of us have started things that turned out to be crap after listening for a while. So that certainly sure. has, sure. could happen. But 
the idea that then once you turn the spigot on, you say, hey, I'm really enjoying this. This is great. It's it's easily worth a couple of bucks an hour or, or more to for me to consume and the enjoyment that I'm getting out of it. Yeah, exactly. In that scenario, then they don't have to think about who gets what. It's it's all done by the the percentages in the RSS feed, right? Correct. In the or specifically in the value block, and mm -hmm. you know, so we could the feed is the source of truth. So whatever whatever happens in the RSS feed itself, that's the truth, and that's just the end of it. So that's how everything is determined. What is important to understand is that this was a big a big learning moment for me. This happened you know, 14 years ago as we had started No Agenda and we started with the typical, why don't you subscribe for $3 an episode or $3 mm -hmm. a month or whatever with predictable results. You, know, you get 300 bucks on a monthly basis. Like, well, we need more to do this because it's actual work. And then we just said, well, why don't you just pay us whatever you think it's worth? And, and at that time we had said five bucks or whatever. And so we got still a lot of people with five bucks, but we got a surprising amount with 50 and a couple of 500. And I so, said, oh, so there's people who value this at $500, which may be a lot for them. It may be nothing to them. I don't know. I mean, the richest people I know are the ones who walk around with plastic bags, Gene. It's not mm -hmm. the guy who steps out of the rolls with, you know, yeah, I know some of those, but it's all like it, Cliff Bernstein. I'll never forget. He would come into MTV with a, with a, with a D'Agostino shopping bag, and he was, you know, managed Metallica and all these huge bands. Very, very wealthy guy. And, you know, he, he wouldn't give, you, well, I always give beggars money, but you, most people would walk, would step right over him if you were in the street. And so you really don't know. We've had donations, one-off donations, $10,000 in one go. Just, and, with an, and they send you a note, like, and here's why. You know, why should I, you, I, you can't question that. So in a weird way, it, it balances out really well, even though we know that the percentage of people who donate at all is probably, I think we're high at no agenda, probably about 4%, but in general, mm -hmm. 2 to 3% of the entire audience are the ones that will donate. And so part of the idea that we didn't even come up with is, is the idea of calling someone out, you know, the, our producers as we, we don't call them listeners, we call them producers. And everyone has a responsibility. You produce with money, you produce with stories, you produce with time, talent, treasure, something you can do to help the show. And we have, everyone's an expert at something. So you, expert in weather balloons and bullshit, we got them. You know, <laughs> expert who, jet fighters who fly, you know, F-22s, F-16s, we got them. So you can put it all together. But when someone isn't supporting the show in any manner, usually their friends who have turned them onto the show, i.e. hit them in the mouth, they will call them out as a douchebag. Douche. And so you shame people into it. It works really well. <laughs> it works, you know, big mega churches will tell you you're going to go to hell here. It's like, you're going to be called out as a douchebag. So, and it's, it's just as bad, probably. I don't know. And which then one people want to get de-douched. Then they want to get exactly. You've been de-douched. So then they donate and say, hey, I, I need the de-douching. i got to get that nasty douche off of me. So, And we didn't come up with the word. We didn't come up with the jingles, the concept. It's all been the producers who are an active participant, which is a big part of today's media. It's an active medium. It, it, you have, it, it, the, the people who are consuming it need to be a part of the production. It just, yeah. I mean, and it's the same here. We have the chat room, we have the super chats where people are sending money, and I'm sure there's all kinds of other things that are going on that that make this whole thing complete. Yeah, for sure. And I, I think creating not only podcasting from the get-go the way you did, but then 
a way to add more and more and more interactivity. I mean, that's that's ultimately going to be the legacy here. Is that you didn't just have a cool idea once and you know light bulb lit up, but you've managed to get that idea to the next level, and that's something very few people actually do. You know, starting starting a, a company because you were in the right place. And we've seen a lot of these companies, companies that, you know, the size of Twitter, that really got big, like uh, Groupon or something. And then they kind of fizzle out. But what you're doing right now with Podcasting 2.0, I think is going to mean that podcasting in a lot of ways is no different than radio or television or, you know, any other medium that's been created. It's it's created and it's going to last forever. There will always be some version of podcasting. The name may change eventually at some point, but this concept of having a a network that can distribute video or audio in a live manner, it's, it's kind of batched up. I I think that's going to be, it's going to be there forever. And you're ensuring that that's going to be the case. Well, RSS is a big part of that. The, the beauty of podcasting is that the decentralization was really in the hosting companies. Mm-hmm. So there's just so many of them, so you can't shut them all down. And it's easy to move from one to the next. The media files has become very interesting. You know, No Agenda has a torrent RSS feed. We have an IPFS, which stands for Interplanetary File System Feed. That shit will never go away. Yep. You know, there's all these places. For me, the legacy is that there's you know going to be when I die, maybe ten or twenty thousand hours of audio, and people will be able to find it and hear what I what I was thinking about. So, part of it, I think, the legacy more is the value for value concept and the hammering of that, and turning the idea that you know you can you even the idea that you should make money with a blog or any anything decentralized RSS related. That idea by itself is antiquated. You know, it's you, just because you're doing something. And you have a community doesn't mean that money has to flow, but value needs to flow. And and what I'm doing, my personal, I'm 58, my personal mission in this is most of the people I work with are millennials. They're a little on the higher side, like in the 30s, mid, mid to late 30s. But even Alex Gates, who I guess technically might be a Zoomer, not sure. He's right on the edge, I think. He, he's on the cusp. This is a group that was very disillusioned and has every reason to be. And that's partially my generation's fault. So in the 80s and 90s, I mean, party time, baby. We were having to make money. We were doing all kinds of cool shit, MTV. School board, loser, couldn't get a better gig. You know, city council, you know, so that we didn't pay any attention to that. And then all this bullshit snuck in. And, you know, these are people who were born in like in the 90s. And so we had, when they were 10 years old or just about middle school, we had 9-11, which is this huge psyop of information and shit that happened. Forget the event itself, but what came out of that. And then don't worry about it. It's gonna be, it was traumatic for adults, people of all ages, but imagine being in middle school and just confused about it. Then don't worry, we're, we're going to smoke them out. And we, we, well, we, we invaded the wrong country. Or, it was very confusing. Then, you know, as they're going into college, or basically coming out of college with a worthless piece of paper with all kinds of nutty, over-socialized, under-informed education programs. We have the Great Recession. So, you know, if you could get a job, first of all, you see everyone's houses are being taken away and there's a lot of devastation. And then you come out and there's like 
$12 an hour jobs with a worthless piece of paper. Don't worry, we're going to fix the financial situation. No, we didn't. You know, we just pushed that along until, until COVID, basically. So this is a group of people who are, in fact, politically agnostic or homeless, maybe a better way to say it, and are, and are checking out of everything. They're checking out of, of, of the establishment, out of the institutions. And this is a great way to build new parallel networks. So one of those is the Beef Initiative, beefinitiative.com. And the whole idea there is you have to understand the direct producer to consumer relationship, rebuild that in a way that everyone understands value. What, what you know, if I buy a steak at, the, at HEB at the supermarket, what is its value really? What is it? What, they, what am I getting? I don't even know what's in it. You know, go to the supermarkets, like all pretty colors. And, you know, the same group of people is eating shit and they're sick. We're a sick nation, sick world. We're just sick of, of eating chemicals and not actual animal protein. And there's no education about it on purpose, you know, and, the, and that's only going to get worse. So Texas Slim came out of nowhere into my life, and he kind of is like me, saying, little 55, same age, and he's I, I got to do something about this. And he figured out that he's a rancher. You know, he understands the ranchers are commodity cowboys. They, they don't know how to sell direct to consumer. They don't understand how to do that, how to market stuff. But on the other side, you have Bitcoiners, and Bitcoiners understand value, and they're willing to learn. So he connected those two, and now we have this, He's in Australia right now rolling out, you know, Beef Initiative Down Under or whatever. We're making this connection between people who are delivering the core product and people who value that and want to understand it and want to purchase that. And we're doing it in Bitcoin to protect ourselves from what's coming. <laughs> the financial deplatforming is real. So we have to have, you know, that as a, which I think is the only way maybe Monero, but, you know, Bitcoin is certainly has, has been around long enough, has the, has the marketing, has, has enough, you know, a, a large percentage of Americans have, have touched crypto in one way or the other. So let's just call that whatever it is. But Bitcoin is very suited for this, particularly with the lighting network. So schools, there's all kinds of new crowdfund, like crowd health is, you know, different ways of, of working together to ensure that you have some form of insurance for medical issues, you know, where you chip in a couple hundred bucks a month. And then if someone has, you know, a heart attack or cancer or whatever, then you're asked to chip in some more. And sometimes you can, sometimes you can't. And when, you know, you have a reputation score based upon that and people can look at that, it's all transparent. And if, if you have a problem, an issue that's, you know, above your means, then people will hopefully come in and help you. You know, it's also very uniquely American in a way at this point, but I think it will spread, it will spread all over the world. And so while that is taking place, you know, we're building these parallel networks. We need people to go into local politics and take back our city councils, our, you know, our state houses. And we certainly need to stop focusing on who's the president or what's happening in Washington, because it just really isn't that interesting on, on a grand scale of what you can actually do in your own city, your own township, your own county or your own state. So we're going to see Adam Curry running for mayor? No. Fuck no, no, fuck no. Too busy, too busy. No, it's, it, it's, it's not, it, that's not my mission. I mean, my mission mm -hmm. is podcasting. My mission is to, is what I'm doing. I, I feel so comfortable. This is, you know, after, even after our project, you know, I had a long chat with myself. I was day trading, doing all kinds of stuff. And I, said, and I remember know, that, yeah. I'm just, I sold 65 Bitcoin at $900 each to day trade. What a fucking idiot. So I, that mistake was made and I've learned from it. I, I know my role I, and I, 
I'm a communicator. I'm a podcaster. I know what I want to do. I know what I like to do. And that's where I'm comfortable. And I love working with, 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 the, with the millennials. I mean, it's a lot of fun. They're very smart. They're incredibly creative. They're, they're open. They want to learn. They want to listen. And I, and I probably learn more from them than they know. So, I, I mean, I'm in a good place. I really love it. You know, we moved out of Austin. We're in Kill Country where life is just a little different. It's a little bit. A little bit. A, a little lot. bit. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> well, you, mo- you moved out of California into, tech, into actual Texas. Yes. Uh, well, well, as I say here, I, I had to leave Austin to re-enter the state of Texas. Yeah. That's, yeah, that's, yeah. That always gets a big laugh out here. People are like, oh, okay. All right. You're cool. Yeah. <laughs> now, Austin is definitely not real Texas. And, and I mean, I've been in Austin now for 11 years, I think. And the change is, it's so huge. It's, it's a completely different city. I, I barely recognize it just because the it's, roads are the same. That's about it. It's so funny because, and, it, and I, it, it, it's funny, I don't know, interesting maybe. When I moved to Austin, which is now 13 years ago, probably mm-hmm. like a year or two before you got there. Yeah. The old timers would say, that's not what it used to be. It's all fucked up with these new people. And now, you know, I was there Monday. I was for a quick lunch with Max Kaiser and his wife. Mm-hmm. who were just, and I'll, I'll drive out to see them. And, you know, it's good for me to get out, you know, go back to Big Smoke from time to time. And I'm just driving there. Like a lot of it's dirty. Like really mm-hmm. dirty downtown. Didn't used to be that dirty. It's it's busy. I understand that, but it all kind of happened when they threw those scooters down in the streets, and the and the city council went okay. You know that that's kind of when it started to get overrun with just people are there not for Texas, not for Austin. They're there to make money and and get laid and go to nice restaurants. And, and yeah. I'm ge- I'm generalizing. Yeah, obviously. I mean, the 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 bad stuff always kind of jumps out, and it becomes very evident. But yeah, Austin used to be, I always kind of described it as like hippies with guns. That yeah. was the Austin I moved to. Cowboy cowboy hippies who would play golf and had mm-hmm. guns. Yeah. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. And and that's that completely that's pretty much gone. It's gone. Yeah. It's also you know, it's, it's a university town and and Ian Austin is very woke, very very woke, so it attracts a lot of you know, it attracts what it wants to attract, you know. Look at look at everything. But then I see what happened with with Ice Mageddon, where people's power maybe just everyone's restored now after ten, eleven days. Yeah, and you know when I was there, how many times did I have to boil my water? Like it seemed like every year there was a a, a water boil. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And then you know what? It, it wasn't the grid that went down. Texas's grid is actually unique and quite good. The there she is. There's the keeper. What really? Come say hi, baby. Jean Jean wants to see you. Yeah, we're we're doing our we're doing the show live now. Here you here you go. Hey Jean. Hey, how are you? No, see, I forgot what you look like. I know it's been a while. I gotta yeah. get out there. You know? Promises, promises. Yeah, right. Yeah. I'll leave when I see it. All right. All right, baby. Thanks. Oh, is Phoebe staying with me? All right, baby. Phoebe's Stop. a dog. Yes, quite the dog. And I was there when when you got that too. Hundred and ten pounds of of fabulousness here. Mm-hmm. Uh, but it was really poor management of the vegetation. You know, if you don't trim back the branches and, and the ice hits and the branches break and take down the wires, that's just, what are they doing with the money? It's not like cheap to live in Austin. Right. So it, it seems like a very typical liberal government or, you know, and, and it's not even the mayor, it's the city manager. And it, it, I don't know, are people just stealing the money, not doing anything? Is it all going to consultants? Whatever it is, they're screwing it up. And that's kind of typical. You know, yeah. for 
and all, all of our institutions are bloated with, with middle management. Everything has to be reset. Everything, including, you know, our, our local, our local governments. Yeah. So you're much happier, obviously, in, in Fredericksburg in terms of the government. Oh, it's, it, our city council has to has to be attacked for sure. There's all oh, there's all kinds of problems going on here. There's a lot of people working on it too. A mm-hmm. lot of people are like, hey, you know, we're gonna we got to watch out for what's going on here. But we have our own well, so our water was fine. We have our own aerobic septic tank, so you know, it's basically our own water processing plant. You could technically drink it, what comes out of it, but we use it for the lawn. We have electricity, but I have a generator, and I have yet to have that thing be useful. It just <laughs> the power didn't go out. Well, it's, that's it's how it works. Adam, you yeah, see. you buy the generator, yeah, and yeah, never, yeah. the power never goes out again. I know, I know. Well, exactly. you remember the the big once in a hundred year storm that we had when you were still living here? Sure, of course. Uh, where my power was out for seven days straight, and I had to just keep boiling water to heat the to heat the, the reptile room. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, we were really and worried about that. I remember. I know, I was man. Like, that was really scary. I, that was scary. I had to do that every hour, so I I, I slept in twenty minute increments basically. But um, how is Tikrit? Tikrit? Oh, good? he's good. He's good. Yep. yep. Cool. Yeah, he's you know sleeping as usual. Ninety percent like of the time. It's like a dog. It's no difference. <laughs> yeah, except he'll he'll sleep for four days straight without waking up. Right. Well, there's and that. then he'll yawn. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like oh, I'm tired again. Yeah. yeah. But uh, yeah. So then after that, of course, I bought a generator because I want to be prepared for the next one. And this whole time, powered, mm-hmm. went out for like three minutes. I, I, it, I looked at the I looked at the map because we didn't live that far from each other. Yeah. Like, it yeah, didn't yeah. go down where I were. G. No. It didn't go down where we were. That was crazy. Nope. And and a lot of people, you know, in in surrounding areas were down for quite a few days. So. Yeah, it was sure. uh, it was somewhat surprising because I assumed since it went down for so long last time, it's obviously a shitty area for power, and it turned out this time around it actually did not go down. So it was uh, purely purely vegetation management. You you have well, an HOA where you live, so I think it was, was mostly me it. buying the generator. I think that's what changed. The, I'm sorry, you're right. The once, you have the, once you have the generator, that's it. Mm-hmm. it that that fixes it. So you you still in this, I thought you were going to leave Austin. You I've been threatening Houston, to leave since before you left. Antonio. Yeah, <laughs> I know. I know. I know. I am still threatening to leave, and I still want to move out. And I think my latest idea is I want to. I'll probably be actually closer to you guys, but I want to be far enough out where I can get at least five acres. And then I want to, I've never, never really thought about it, but I'm getting more and more into this idea. I want to get a double wide. Sure. I want to live in a trailer home. And Why not? Uh, it's, it's effective. It's a, it's the modern trailer homes, holy shit, dude. They're like, my the uncle, interiors look my great. My uncle, ex-MIT, you know, secret project NASA mm-hmm. scientist, he lives in a double wide. He loves Does it. He, he yeah. loves it. Yeah. Oh, a lot of my friends live in double wide. You just, just got to be careful because, you know, tornadoes, they 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 do attract out. them. They, they yes. seek them out. That is true. <laughs> it's like a big tornado <laughs> magnet. I want to be yeah. swept away. Well, and that, that's the thing is it's it's got to be like at least five acres and then you got double wide and then you got to have like the three room underground bunker. That's that's another thing. Like Kid Rock. Kid Rock has that basic. Does he? Oh, nice. Yeah. Yeah. He, has, yeah. he basically lives in a double wide. The mm-hmm. best thing what people are doing now is you get your five acres, get a little more if mm-hmm. you can set up an rv park and then live on your rv yeah. park and you live for free there's gonna be so many people i mean the rv yep. 
is just, I mean, around here, it's like the best business to invest in. I mean, in. Trailer Park Boys has always been one of my favorite shows. Great show. Great show. So, you and, know, and, 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 and it gets a bad rap. You know, Trailer it Parks does. great people, beautiful people who live yeah. in trailer parks. Absolutely. And very creative people. Everyone's so creative. Yeah. Yeah. Yes. I mean, that's the thing is I think just living more simply kind of forces you to think more like you did when you were young. Because it's yeah. so easy just to have the conveniences surrounding you where you're like nothing. There's no effort required for anything. Yeah, you need your food, they bring it to you. You need stuff, you buy it all on that, Amazon. All that shit's all, all that shit's it's all going away, Gene. Is yeah. the, the free money oh, ride is. is over. The all the door dashes, it's all going away. You know, it, everything's falling apart because the free money, the cheap money, the zero zero yeah. percent interest rate is over. Now businesses and people have to stand by their uh, on the on the mm -hmm. value they create and the value they receive in return. So this is exactly what we're preparing for. We're preparing our communities for this and with community i mean like podcasting is a community it needs to eat I mean, yeah. i'm not gonna i'm not gonna eat the fucking bugs i'm not no. gonna eat the fake meat but it's coming brother it's coming they're gonna price everyone out of the market you're just gonna have oh, to yeah. take it or or you know or you won't eat you won't be able to afford it unless you have a direct connection and we're gonna have to protect our ranchers too and oh, yeah. who, know, who knows how that'll go down but i'm ready i, oh, I, totally. I, my I will i will protect my rancher you better so you, believe You it. know, uh, Ben, on Just the Good sure. Old Boys. Yeah. So my plan is to have him. He wants to, he's getting into ranching. He's buying cows. I know. Yeah. Cool. And my plan is I that. told him, I'm, I got dibs on, on your first slaughtered cow. That's mine. So it's like, yeah, you got to know people that everybody can specialize in something a little different. Yep. But you got to have a community of people that can all help each other out because nobody else will. That's the only way forward. Yeah. It, is, it is also uniquely the American way. Go read uh, Little House on the Prairie, as, mm -hmm. ho as hokey as that sounds. But Laura Ingalls, man, she wrote some amazing, you know, it's like nine books or whatever. It was way different back in the day, brother. And, and oh, yeah. that's, you know, yeah, we, a lot of bad shit happened in how the West was won, particularly if you were native Indian American. <laughs> you probably got fucked. But they also... That that was more political than anything. Everyone was kind of getting along, or figured out how to get along, or at least to protect mm -hmm. themselves from you know from whatever didn't work out well. Yeah. But the the general idea, and this is also why we I think as Americans got in trouble because we're we're nice, we're just nice. We want to help each other out, and we don't want to you know it's like we, we it used to be we just disagree with each other. We wouldn't talk politics or religion. Now it's like, that's all you're supposed to talk about. And that's how you're identified. And, yeah. you know, but I think the, the whole like LGBTQ, LGBTQIAPK plus and Noodle Boy came about because, well, you know, they can do whatever they want. I'm not too mm -hmm. bothered by it. You know, what you just do what, do what you want. And we're nice and we don't make a big problem about it. And then this stuff got into schools and got in deep in, into mm -hmm. our culture and to our children and our media and our corporations. And ultimately the money is the problem as it always is, you know, the, 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 well, the control the, of the, of the, of the dollar, the printing of the dollar is the problem. Yeah. Well, there, I think we have a lot of problems. That's one of them, but the I core. think it's right now the core. I've never seen communism be talked about with more, love and adoration in my life yeah 
And I used to live in a communist country. I lived in a socialist country. Mm-hmm. You know, in socialism. Well, what I'm seeing here now in the U.S. is like a huge swath. I don't want to say it's the majority. It's certainly not. But it's a much bigger than than I would have ever imagined swath of people that see socialism at the minimum and quite often communism as the salvation to the United States problems. And that comes because of the free money, the money printing. Mm-hmm. If you go on, if you have unemployment insurance and you're, which, you know, is three months or whatever, but you are making the equivalent in Texas of almost $70,000 a year on your unemployment. That's where the problem comes from. Mm-hmm. It used to be a lot harder, a lot harder. Oh, yeah. Yeah, for you know, sure. And you had to figure out something to do. And that's why, you know, we saw, oh, 500,000 jobs added. Yeah, I know why, because people are like, fuck, I need a job. The free money is over. I need to get out there and work. Finally. Yeah. yeah. They, they, the government, the money printers, they're not going to, they're going to, they're going to keep finding ways to print it and get it to people and control them. Yeah. And, you know, George Carlin was right. You know, they just want obedient workers. Just well, enough to push the buttons and move yeah, the paper around. Yeah, that's not uniquely American. That's always mm-hmm. been the case pretty much since civilization. As you right, need but, people doing the work for you. Right. Yeah. So that's why I helped to destroy the traditional media or decentralized media because that's, that's where mm-hmm. you will get, you know, different different opinions, different noise, different uh, different different viewpoints. Yeah. You know, the media in general, as a category, M5M, as we call it on No Agenda, that's, it, it's a mind control mechanism. Everyone sees it, or well, not everyone, 60% sees it, 30%, you know, is very aware and actively, you know, going away from it. Yeah. But it's, it's, it's a giant mind control. Giant. It's, you know, the COVID pandemic is the best example. Oh, absolutely. The best, the best example since Weimar Republic and, and the rise of Hitler. Yeah. Yeah, there's there's a there's a benefit, and we saw this especially in certain liberal-run states for by the government. The way, green, hold on, green stash. I know who uh-huh. prints the money. It's, it's easier to say it that way. Yeah, I'm not a person who thinks the government prints money. I know exactly how it works, bro. This <laughs> is the. the the fun of interacting with the comments in real time. That's what so it's the, for, right? It's on my screen. Yeah. So I'm going to tell you to go fuck yourself right now. <laughs> well, Send some money. Complain well, he just, with a super chat. He just chat. gave you super a little chat. heart symbol back. Super chats. But, no, we want a super yeah. chat. Come on. Exactly. Send money. Not 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 water or blankets, guys. <laughs> Don't send water or blankets. Just send us your cash. Exactly. Exactly. And since we're doing the podcast recording on the stream, there's... Virtually no grifting going on, but if you watch our, our normal streams, Fanga and I do, it is the, the little sort of rule of thumb slash saying is that there are 10 minutes of grift for every 15 minutes of the show. Now define grift. Give us money, give us super chat, subscribe. Here's some products that we're shilling that you can buy and give us money. Yeah. We've got a whole slew of products. In fact, Defango, if you're if you're still near the computer, pop up the the store uh, oh, with all the products. You, you, oh, all right. There's a ton of products. In, see if I can get something in your store. If there's anything I can sell. Yeah, 
it, it's uh, there, there's a lot of stuff. He's done a great job, and it's all so, it's so all is him. Darren O'Neill literally trolling you. He hates you that he is. much. Oh yeah. Why? Yeah, what, no. what is what happened between you two guys? What the fuck? Oh, is we do so a show weird? every week. No, we do a show every week. But it, you know, it's it's a professional relationship. We just talk to each other while we're doing the show. Oh, okay, because I mean, yeah. I, I don't, I don't talk you know to how that goes. either. Yeah, I, I'm no friend of Dvorak's, you know. <laughs> duh. Okay, I understand. Yeah. All right. It, it, exactly. Exactly. And <laughs> so there's there's the link if people uh, want to go see it. You guys crack me up. I love that. I but love it, that. you know, it's 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 fun. You gotta have, you gotta have a little bit of friction. Otherwise, no one no one's gonna be yeah, entertained. Otherwise, right? not not interesting. Let me see. Griftcast.com/slash/merch. Why is that link not working? Um, so what that link here, I'll, I'll pop it up here. A Griftcast uh, IRL. What is this? So Griftcast that initially goes to the tree, IRL. which is a link tree, which has all the links for the show, different ways to send money, a whole bunch of different ones. Oh, the, you love this. This is one of the products. What's that, the, what's the, what's, the, what's your URL? Griftcast? It's just griftcast.com. Yeah. Griftcast.com. Uh huh. Okay. No, so, Griftcast. Oh, I see. I misspelled it. The oh, Griftcast. Okay. Um, so this is one of the products we're shilling that we, we get commission on. Another. Wait until the link tree kicks you off. Why use all oh, this yeah. centralized shit, brother? You're gonna get in trouble. But I don't. For this. It's, this it's, it's, no it doesn't matter. It can change in a heartbeat's notice. It's we're not we, we're not big enough to build our own stuff, Adam. For now, we're just using other people's what, stuff. Well, we'll get there. That's why you're um, but this is this is hilarious. This is a shield. Merch. So we we do quite a bit of grifting for this stuff. They is provide this that, you, that you brought in from China. No, no, no. That's that's a different thing. That thing I got to replenish. Those are sold out right now. The grift shield is a little device that you plug into your car, your vehicle, so that EMP going off doesn't actually disable your vehicle. Is that for real? Totally for real. Yeah, I don't see it on your. I don't see it on the merch store. It's it's not in the merch store. It's a link. Do you not see it on the screen? That's right, like the main screen, the show screen. I got right in front of you. Yeah, go back to the browser of the studio. It's right in front of you there. In the private chat. No. Well, above the private chat. Griftcastirl.com. That one. What uh, am I looking at? Just do you see me? Do you see me anywhere? I see I see you in a very tiny in the corner, yes? Yeah, I see you. so the the main page that you see is the, the product right, I'm I talking want, about. I want to get to that page. How do I get to oh, that page? Oh, you want to get to it. Yeah, yeah. If yes. you go to just griftcast.com, and then from right. there, you'll see links to different stuff, and this is one uh, of the products. EMP shields. Oh, EMP okay. shields, exactly. It's just one of the products. You, you that could have said empshield.com. That would have helped. Sure. Okay. Okay. Oh, we got right. coffee, bright coffee. Of course, we got dream host. Yeah, the the goal of the show is to basically have get to a point where we do fourteen minutes of grift for fifteen minutes of show, but we're not quite there yet. We're we're still just working on it. So home generator protection. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Now, how? Does yeah, this you work? actually probably need one of these. Just make sure you use the the code, yeah, the code. griftcast. Sure. Yeah. So how does this work? Doesn't EMP, doesn't that take out all the electronics? What will this do? No. So this thing actually senses an EMP going off and will provide a ground loop. But it's not a constant oh, ground loop. Genius. It's a ground yeah, loop that I only get gets it. established in, in case an EMP goes off. Genius. Uh, it's a great idea. I know. 
Uh, this, this is something it, you would have come up government with. Government certified. It is exactly the kind of shit I would come up with. Listed yes. by the Department of Homeland Security with That's no right. link, no link, mind you. Of course not. <laughs> Fucking phony bullshit. Yes, yes. Mm, how do you test it? Well, the best, and, and not only that, they have a, a, a $20,000 guarantee that it's going to work. So in case... If it, if it doesn't off, work, and it does be, not work. There's not going to be anything left for me to go well, get my money back. Well, isn't that convenient? For. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> but so yeah, we're we're showing a whole bunch of different stuff, different products, and I, I've got that's, that's um, a funny product. That's a very it funny is. product. It, it is a funny. It's a gag. It's a gag gift for you. Give that along an with expensive a gag wallet. gift. Here, here's <laughs> a Bitcoin yes. wallet and an EMP shield. All right, I like mm-hmm. it. Yeah. It's, mm-hmm. it's, it's to get, I'm gonna I'm gonna get that for the former New York banker for the next birthday. Yeah. He'll need that. He'll he'll appreciate that for mm-hmm. sure. Mm-hmm. But yeah, it's it's fun doing it on the, you know, just kind of having fun while asking people for money. And amazingly, people, when they're laughing and having fun watching the show, are also happy to give money. Yeah. So yeah, of course. And now what we're doing right now, like I said, this is this is really just the podcast recording on the stream not the typical normal stream show, which would be a lot more interactive. So I'm kind of ignoring the people on the stream right now for the most part. Normally I would be doing a lot more interacting you know, this, with them. This, this, is, this reminds me of the old Dutch radio pirates. And when I'm talking radio mm. pirates, I'm not talking about the, the radio pirate stuff that I was. You know, we had our FM transmitters. We, you know, we were playing import records. We were really mm-hmm. against the establishment of radio. But the old guys, the, the, who still are around, they would be in the way in the what we call the Achterhoek or the back corner of the Netherlands, farmer stuff, and they would put up huge AM, FM, all kinds of different broadcast stations, mm-hmm. and they would just have their mic open, and they'd be taking phone calls while the record's playing, and then people are like, "Hey, how you doing? Yeah, I'm doing." And they would just, and I'm talking. 40 years ago and it's still going on today it is something about it's the same thing it's you know people being able to contribute to the product but and that is it's such a simplistic form and you're basically doing this the exact same thing you kind of look like them too you need a hat really okay yeah, cool yeah yeah can I, can a lot I of track share my, in that, can I share in that my group? screen from this thing or i can't yeah yeah you can click on the little share screen button thing let me see if I can find. Uh, okay. Let me see if I can find what I'm talking about. Yeah, uh, and if you're listening on the podcast, guys, the the stream recording oh, should be up. You're screwed. You're screwed. Why? What's uh, going on? Let me, no, if you, if they're listening, they're not going to see. Oh, what if I'm they, going to show them. Yeah, but that's what I'm saying. Uh, is that we're recording it, so they will be able to go to griffcast.com, and then that'll take them to the YouTube link where you can yeah, see this particular episode. I'm just doing some searches here. Let me see if I can in Dutch. Yes, in Dutch. Yes. Let me see if I can find this. Now, how do I do? I don't know if my it, computer can handle all this. For the it same should time. be a little screen sharing button yeah. next to your camera. Uh, button. Okay. Oh, the, oh, 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 this is cool. Hold on. So let me. Okay. Let and me if it doesn't work, you can always paste the link into private chat and I can pull screen, it up. Screen, screen share. There we go. Mm-hmm. Screen one. Okay. Okay. Now how about this? Oh. So it's a YouTube video? This is them. Or what do you got? This is them I'm getting uh um, Here, paste the link in for me because I'm I'm 
getting a little crackling on your voice when the video's playing. And I'll pull it up. Yeah. Okay. Let me stop this. Let me stop the... Okay. Stop are you on Starlink or something, stop. or what are you on? I have Starlink. No, no. This I'm just on a very, very small computer. No, put okay. that into you. Yeah, maybe it's the computer, not the connection. Leave the... Hold on. All right. Let me, let me... Wait, let me retype that. Hold on. Okay. Okay. This is all Dutch. That should... That you should be able... Oh, I forgot the R, okay. the A, and radio. Radio Pirate Achterhoek Jaren 80. Radio Pirate back, Backwaters 80s. Okay. Yeah, I'm on a B-Link, man. That's like a $199 computer. It's amazing what they do. <laughs> it's really amazing. And then what do we want to look at? Videos or... Uh... Hey, no, you want, to do, you want to paste that into YouTube. You don't want to paste that into just any old search. Oh, okay. You want to, yeah, I want to put that in. Oh, there you go. That Radio Roma, uh, Ramona. There you go. Mm -hmm. Oh, that's just jingles. You don't want the do you want the actually you oh, want the guys doing okay. it. You want to find well, maybe on the side there. One of those you can like oh, on right. stay on the side. What you, yeah, that one. No, not that no, one. Not no. that one. Well, yeah, no, no. He'll they'll show you some. For, fast forward. They'll show you some of these guys. There you go. Oh, there yeah. you go. So they, now I have <laughs> a photo yeah, of there you. There you go. There you go. That's that it. isn't all that dissimilar from this. <laughs> But you got we're, uh, wearing headphones. Oh, see now they're getting yeah. Somehow you've gotten uh, into a bad algo loop. But anyway, the uh, there okay. you go. And they just have. I mean, we did all this shit, but they, but they're moving but, all this stuff. Yeah, they're taking it away. That's the oh, the, they're they're taking the it away. You see, yeah. Seeing that. Uh, you, uh, anyway, that's the idea. Okay. That, you know, they're okay. just in living rooms and people would call in on the phone and just talk away. Ah. I mean, it's kind of the same. It's the same thing. Nothing has changed except. Well, yeah. I mean, people still have the same interests in, in, you know, being able to communicate. Yeah. Definitely. Um, it, it's, it's wild stuff. But you kind of got your start, your interest, I should say, the start of your interest in Holland with a, was it your mom or your dad? Who gave you the radio? No, my grandmother gave me the radio, but okay. when I, when I was 14, I built my first transmitter mm. and my mom drove me around the block to see how far the, the signal would go. And from there I was like, oh, and the kids were listening to it. They're like, Hey, mm -hmm. we heard you hear your broadcast. So I, I built a mixer. I got two turntables, you know, cassette deck. I started to, to practice with my voice. And then it was a hospital, a closed circuit hospital radio station mm. that was looking. And, you know, so that was legit. And they had really cool equipment and it was a professional studio. It was just, it was, the audience was the hospital. It was the patients <laughs> in the hospital. So I learned how to be a, you know, I learned how to, how to edit and how to do stuff and how to, you know, be a, a presenter as well. And I also learned a lot about patients and a lot about, you know, so, so what we would do, the, the, it, you know, the hospital radio station, there were three channels that people had a little ear, very like Soviet era, you know, it was plugged into the wall and you could little ear thing and you could listen to the three Dutch official stations or Radio Tulipa, Radio Tulip that came from inside the hospital. And so we would go around the, when you had your show, you go around and you'd hand out request forms so people mm -hmm. could request songs. And what we did is we went around and we went to all the young kids and then we brought them because the studio was in the corner of an auditorium. And so we could see the auditorium. We bring them down and we park all the kids with their beds right in front of the studio so they could see us. But they, you know, they wanted to hear like Iggy Pop, Lust for Life and you know, they didn't want to hear the, the, the boring shit. 
and we would do bumper beds with them and stuff. Yeah, I learned how to reinsert an IV in those days. <laughs> like kids' IV pops out. Oh, hold on, put that back in. So, but it was really, it was the interaction with, with, with the listeners that was so fun. You know, I learned a lot about how, how powerful and on what deep level radio works with people and then mm -hmm. how you can really integrate the audience with it. You know, top 40 radio remotes doing it from the front of Macy's. You know, these are all things that people love. They like to be a part of it. They want to be at the party. They want to be where it's happening. They want to see what's going on, which is part of this incessant need to have video on on podcasts which i despise as you know yeah i know you hate videos so this is a, a huge exception you're making it is it detracts from everything <clears throat> i don't like doing joe rogan video mm -hmm. either i hate it i mm -hmm. hate it i really hate it but do you dislike it less when it's in person than when it's the camera or does it not matter to you it's like you just don't want the video there i just think audio is more interesting yeah personally i mean what what why do you have to see me when i'm talking to joe right you know, and I think a lot of people, they want to see it, but they're really listening to it. And, you know, the YouTube app goes in the background or the, with the Spotify app, whatever you know, yeah. you're listening to. I think there's still a lot more listening, but that there's all people want to see the pool boy, you know, you know, want to see what the studio looks like. And they still have their imagination. I like just taking it much further. You know, yeah. this is this is my studio. I don't really want people, want people seeing my studio. I want them to think about, you know, make their own imaginary picture as to what yeah. my studio is or what I'm wearing or, you know. But, but there is a no agenda cartoon also that uh, now you, it's I called, assume. It's called animated no agenda. Animated no agenda. Exactly. Yeah. And, and that's, that's Dame Jennifer's thinking of what our studios look like. Who's a producer know? as well. And I, yeah. I love that she places you in this like really stereotypical movie type studio where, you know, <laughs> yeah. records might be recorded. Right. And then Dvorak always has a train, train. outside his window. Yes. <laughs> yes. Yeah. So, but that, that's what I like. That's, For you know, all that's, the foamers. Yeah. That, that's her, that's her vision of, of, of what it is. And it's super cute. I, I like, I like stuff I like that. Em. I like freedom I tunes. Em. I like all the cartoons that, you know, yeah. like adult cartoons. Yeah, uh, sure. Basically people do. And when you say your listeners are producers, you're not kidding because a huge swath of the listeners, I know I've used that word twice now, a lot of the listeners actually contribute and not just financially to the show because they do things like Jennifer, Dame Jennifer, doing the cartoon version, doing the animated stuff, tons of jingles. Like every, every show you probably have, what, four or five new jingles? They Possibly, you, yeah, yeah. There's a lot, lot of them coming in and you play them at the end of the each show apps so oh, you, you mean the, you mean you mean uh, just i don't know those message oh, okay. came in you mean the end of show mixes yeah the clips they they what well they it's are not, kind of well, jingles really, right the musical numbers what no, do you want to call jingle is show mixes that's what they're called so okay oh so i'll give you an example okay hold on a second well yeah i mean it's it's usually mixes of Stuff that has been on our show in yeah. a previous episode, but sometimes they, they build an entire story around it. I mean, it's really, so here's Chinese balloons. That's the moon. So what our classic, you know, Nana Noina Nointy. Nine balloons. Chinese spy balloon the size of three school buses has penetrated U.S. airspace. Apparently, the spy balloon flew over Alaska and then entered U.S. But it could be as simple yeah. as something like this. Here we go. Wow, wow. Just 
a lot of wows, wow, 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 wow or yeah. you know, it could be uh, a lot of like, good John clips are always funny. People they're always together. funny, of course. Like State <laughs> of the Union, you know, so we'll get nowhere. Our fellow Americans, it came together the past one in a one in a generation. This is my this is the favorite from the past two episodes. Listen to this one. Is it a hip? Hop. Yo, yo, yo. The hip it's hip your boy, Big Joe. To the bank. America's pimp daddy in chief. I've been rolling in my drop top, smoking that perched almond and spitting my favorite bars. I like big butts in the king's line. You other brothers can't deny. When a girl walks in, you can see anything in your face. You get Are you kidding? That was totally real. And realize this nothing left. But he tweaked it with the auto-tune. You can't touch this. That's right, player. This jive turkey got gays. And you can bump these beats too. Why am I not? Now, we get away with the licensing because we play it in context of the show and that falls under fair use, which is why we also don't ever publish them because, you know, by itself, it's a complete violation. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. But there's a ton of creative work, though, that people send you that is tied to the show one way or another. Yeah, so here's an example. Uh, this will pertain to you. Amp your flu, and you don't know where this fake news. Why don't you get your get wrong fixed? Food and on the ribs, putting on the ribs. Mm-hmm. Dressed up like a million. Or we have Donald loves Nazi. Donald loves Nazi. CNN's aid at he's KKK. And he shouts a sick hail with it. Wow. And then, uh, and often requested by our Jewish producers. <laughs> For the shape-shifting Jews. You know, so we can make fun. Everyone can make fun of themselves. It's a, yeah. it's a hoot. Yeah, and it's all stuff that people send your way and uh, in hopes of being played on the show yeah most of the time we will but but (laughs) there's very little reason some of these are a huge amount of work like people spend hours and hours putting something together it's 30 seconds or less well show people no agenda art generator.com oh yeah yeah that's probably even more impressive so that's a very good um, point let me pull that up we change our album art for the podcast with every show and the artists who are some of them are uh, i saw roundy in the chat earlier they're real professional artists but also non-professional is it dot com or dot com no agenda art generator.com oh generation Generator. Yes, generator. that would be better yeah. if I learned how to spell. And we, we can there choose we from, we can easily cho- go to submissions at the top. We can easily choose from 10, 20 pieces every single show. So people send, so these are all created. They're making it while we by, do the show. Yep, they're, they're making it. In real these, time. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Most, yeah, in real time. And so this, these are all original art. I mean, some of yeah. them use elements, obviously, that aren't, you know. They license, they, they license, these are, these are pros, man. They license that stuff. Mm-hmm. If if they have it, they license it. And um, there are 481 pages of these yeah, things. 20,000 20, so pieces of art. When did you start doing these? Do you remember how far back? Oh, we didn't start anything. Well, you... <laughs> someone started Fair this. Fair enough. And Sending someone stuff. Someone started it like maybe 12 years ago, 13 years ago, and then that uh-huh. kind of shit the bed. And then Sir Paul Couture came in and he set this up. It was originally on Headless Drupal. 
mm. uh, which didn't, you know, then we ran all kinds of scaling problems and then he, they fixed it and he built a new version. And you so know, you have some Valentine's had, day submissions here. Of course, like, yeah. of course, of course. Yeah. yeah. So literally for every, every show you do, by the time you're ready to upload the episode, which you do very quickly after the end of the live recording. Because we record live. There's nothing to edit. Yeah. You don't do posts. It's no, because direct to tape. Direct to tape. And, you know, I, I, we have our sound. We have our processing. Everything's mm -hmm. good. The only thing, well, there the could be a technical issue that, you know, took us off air or whatever. And, you know, sure. I'll, I'll, I'll splice that together. Probably spend more time looking for the opening. We will always play a little a little snippet from the show right at the opening, mm -hmm. and then we go into our into our opening sequence. So we find that I put that at the beginning, put the show notes in, which are it's another fantastic system that I have for that. Yeah, all, all of this is people just have done it. Our website, noagendashow.net, meet uh, noagendameetups. is another fantastic thing. Noagendameetups.com. People just meet up all over the world and they can schedule it on their own, you know, on noagendameetups.com and we promote it. And then if they send in a report, we'll play the report. Yeah, you, sometimes funny. you will <laughs> mention when meetups are happening, but then you also play audio clips that people recorded at the meetups. So this is, yeah, these are upcoming meetups in different Let's, locations. Here, here, here's a report of Valentine's Day meetup. Hey, this is Bear Scott of the No Agenda Armory and Keeper Christine. Happy, Happy Valentine's Day in the morning. This is Malik, and I'm at my first meetup, and I'm ready for my boot. Now, there's also, like, this one This was one that didn't work. This is Sir Jake, who was in Guam. He's a submariner. Mm -hmm. This is Sir Jake. He's coming to you from Guam in the famous horse and cow bar and grill. I'm here surrounded by lots of awesome submarine memorabilia and pictures of John and Adam, but that's about it. And nobody else was able to show up, but I had a good time, ate a steak. Or here's Reykjavik. In the morning, John and Adam, Sir Stormshade, Night Champion of the Frozen Wastes here for a post-meetup report from downtown Reykjavik. Yeah, so it's everywhere, all over the world, all over the world. And, yeah. you know, we'll play these, you know, we get a, maybe two or three per, per show. They're under a minute, you know, this, yeah. And people love hearing them. Basically, as you go around the room, everyone says their name or their, or their, their handle, whatever, and just say hi. And, you know, people love that. And it's a, that's what, that's part of the whole system. Yeah. And you don't. And again, we didn't invent this, <laughs> right? Right. So the, all these things, from the software that these websites are running on, to the maintenance of the websites, to the data in them, to the images, the you know everything else, is put together by the producers, yes, who really are producers. And then because yeah, it's, uh, people, I think initially, if they haven't listened to the show, they think, well, so you just call your listeners producers because everyone's got some little pet name for their listeners, and. In this case, there's a the, huge amount of people that both listen and do things that yes. that are used by the show. One hundred percent. Oh, I'd hate to and say by that. other listeners. Five by five. Yeah. Five by five. I see Roger Rowney post in the chat. NAR generator reminds me of the brainstorming session for advertising pitch meetings. It's mm -hmm. even better than that. Because we also when we when we thank people during the show, we critique the art that we didn't choose. Here's why you didn't That's choose right. your piece, which no artist ever gets to hear that. No, that's, you, that's, it's it's educational. They like it. They like hearing why we didn't pick their piece. Oh, I like that one. You know, and that's, you know, that's, yeah, it's a beautiful piece. But there were other good ones. Mm -hmm. Yeah, um, I mean, the quality of art that you guys are getting for free every episode is amazing. It's not it's, free. It's we, commercial we give tremendous stuff. value to these well, people. Well, yes, yes, I know, I know. But, you know, you, you otherwise may have had to both provide a tremendous value and pay for the art. 
it would never happen. It would never happen. Well, yeah, and most most podcasts don't change their image every episode. And in fact, I don't know of a single one that does. Outside There's of a no agenda. couple. Kareem the Keeper does now. We, mm. we do that. Okay. But it's all, we have a similar theme. It's always two glasses of wine. Because that's the show started as us drinking. Right. Wine. Yeah. Yeah. So that's just, I mean, you can go to gitmolist.com, I think. Let me see. Is that it? Gitmolist. I think it's .com. Mm. Oh, no. oops. Oops. Didn't want to do that in, in our browser window. That would suck. Gitmolist. Well, let's do a search. Mm-hmm. Uh, Gitmolist.org, sorry. Org, okay. And that's a pretty good pretty good list of uh, stuff that we have there. Different Animated resources. No Agenda, mm-hmm. No Agenda Entertainment, Experience, Jingles, Jitsi Room, Meetups, Newsletter, Novels, Peerage Map, Player. You know, there's all kinds of stuff in there. All kinds yeah. of stuff. And yeah, NoAgendaBooks.com this... and, you know, anything we've discussed. I mean, it, it's great. It's, it's, a, it's a wonderful community and by the way anywhere in the world no matter what happens I, one tweet and i'll be saved yeah <laughs> whatever's going and when we had snowmageddon we had people in austin helping other people out you know oh this guy's stuck in a hotel no power he needs a sandwich you know and people are getting him something to eat and mm-hmm. you know because we could still communicate so connection is protection brother that's what you got to have be part of the community Absolutely. Well, and the novels, I think it's fascinating too. Now, I haven't read any of these, but I've heard, as you've mentioned, as the different mm. books have come out, but there are multiple books around the No Agenda universe. Yeah, uh, themes. That's that This guy's written three or four, I think. And mm-hmm. he's just a quote-unquote amateur writer. His books are quite good. Scott, I think it is. Scott uh, McKenzie. Scott McKenzie. Yeah, you know, and he'll he'll send us a copy, and you know, it's always fun. You read it. You know, it, it's show-related. It has a lot of show-related terms in there. It's mm-hmm. hilarious. Yeah. No, that's – you've encouraged that kind of stuff, and I think people have really kind of opened up and let their creativity shine as a result of that, which, again, I think a lot of people just kind of assume, well, I want fans – that will listen to the ads that I play and buy those products so that I can make more money off the ads. And that's the extent of that loop. With no agenda, you guys have no ads, but you've got this huge, tremendous network that's been created by people that are fans, people that are listening, and then in effect become producers. And you, you totally not, you know, you're not just not opposed to it, you're you greatly welcome it with open arms. Yes, and, and, and if I can be honest, John and I are also lazy. We don't want to do any of this shit. Uh-huh. <laughs> and we'll say that. We're, we're lazy. We're not going to do art. We, that's not what we do. We do the show. If you want this, and right. we, 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 we started with one show a week, and then people started producing so much, and we said, hey, you want two shows? Well, we need a lot more art. We need more money. We need all right. these different things. And then people stepped up, and we even tinkered with three shows. I think we did three shows a week for a while, but then, the quality went down. We said, no, it's not good. It's not good. Yeah. Well, I think it's it ended up, I remember John saying it was just, the work's not worth the pay. So three shows a week that. is it a lot. It wouldn't surprise me if you said that. It's, a, it's a lot of exactly lot of work. I mean, it's a lot of work for two shows. It's a you. lifestyle. It's not work. It's a lifestyle. I mean, I'm always reading. Right. My best sources are what comes in through email. You know, I have a lot of filtering and triaging for email mm-hmm. that, that's my best source that that's where the stuff comes in i mean like ohio train we got people who live there mm-hmm. 
You know, we've got farmers who are in the in the neighborhood. They're giving us very different reports than what's happening in the media. Well, and even, media. even on the recent thing that I recall here, the the controversy that's around thank uh, you for saying project, controversy. I just, that's the only way to pronounce it. <laughs> the project Veritas. Yeah, the, Everybody's the just saying there's no info. Is, there's no info. No one uh, knows anything. But no agenda has info. The executive director is literally a no agenda baron. Yeah. Strack, Daniel Strack, literally. Executive so, director of Project Veritas. Yes, of yep. both the 501c3 and the 501c4, mm -hmm. which, you know, I incorrectly made some some assumptions. And he immediately, and I said, yeah, and we even said, well, we hope Strack checks in. And he did. He gave us more information yeah. than anybody has in one email. You know? Yeah. Yeah, and that that was not unique. There have been many instances where people yeah. chime in from places that you don't necessarily expect them to be. We're uh, everywhere. Yeah, and everywhere. you know you've got Hollywood producers. You've got all kinds you'll, of you'll 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 even DM me during a show live. Well, I do that all the time. You know about? <laughs> yeah. No, it's like this. It's like that. Like, cool. You know that that's yes. I mean, you have a direct line to me. Most people don't. Yeah, but yeah, that's how it works. Yeah, and it, and it's it does work because now you've been doing it for over fourteen years and fifteen years, fifteen, 15 years. yeah, and it's and and that's not even your first podcast. I mean, that's the thing. It's the cool thing about being the guy at the very origin of podcasting is that your uh, like your second podcast is probably longer than ninety nine point nine nine percent of podcasts that are in existence. Yeah. The the No Agenda show came about really out of my own disillusionment with what I was doing. I mean, we started Pod Show, and what it resulted in is what it always results in is we had to create, we had to produce content as cheaply as possible, mm. arbitrage it, you know, against whatever audience acquisition we could do. Make no mistake, that's how it works. Google spends twelve billion dollars a quarter on TAC traffic acquisition costs, so they're mm -hmm. buying people to come and please look at our ads, basically. And then once you had done that, it was like building a NASCAR out of, you know, spare parts, tune, high, you know, tuning it to make a great show, a great NASCAR. And then you had to put advertising stickers all over the windshield so you couldn't see where you're driving. I'm like, fuck this. I left my own company for this very reason. Yeah. Like, no, this is, this is not what I want to do. I don't, I'm not interested in it. Yeah. And I, I recently re-listened to, I think, your third episode of No Agenda. Oh, and goodness. first of all, it was 40 minutes long. That long, I thought there were like yeah, right. 20, 25, or 30 in the beginning. It was, it was no, no jingles, no nothing, no bullshit, no agenda. Yeah, and now exactly. we're three hours, jingles, all kinds, of, but no ads. We never went to the ads. No. And, and, and it really is the way that, I mean, if I can compare my podcast a little bit to yours, it's the way that I started all of mine. It's just from, I was talking on the phone to people. And, and after talking on the phone, it's like, you know, we should record this. Let's just record this because your your first podcast with John very Same much in way. that vein. It's like, Same oh yeah, went to a great restaurant, had this bottle of wine, you know, it, and it, it, the view out of my window is this abomination being built across the street. But uh, I think what ha what happened with you is the same that happened with us. Is the feedback you get from people starts to drive what you talk about. Yeah. And, and and then they, you know, you're probably doing a lot more interactive with the with the chat while you're doing it. Mm -hmm. We have we have the troll room. Which is our our version of the chat room, which you know you wouldn't know that because Darren kicked you. Because I've been banned, yes, I'm perma banned out of the right. No Agenda chat. And 
for years I, now. I, I treat the trolls in the same way, a bunch of assholes. I mean, totally. They're <laughs> trolls. They're fuckwads. But we love them, you know, and, and especially if, if they don't, you know, we're like, come on, troll room, look this up. Give me the answer, you know. And, right. and if they fail, then we scream and yell at them. And they're trolling me. They're trolling each other. But it, it does help. I mean, there is. So I get a lot of good one-liners from the troll room, mm -hmm. like really, really funny stuff. And I'll use that all the time without attribution. Fuck them, they're trolls. Joe Gallagher. 15, 20. See, there go, scurrying away. Little trolls scurrying under bridges and trying to hide from me. I see you, trolls. Yeah. Yeah. No, and, it, and it, it does work out great. And it is a, I think, a high bar in the sense that it uses ancient technology. And then people have to make an effort to get into the troll room. It's not just click a click a button and, you know, that's already built into a platform or something. Shit hasn't changed in 15 years since, since Void Zero put that up. Yeah, <laughs> like, no, exactly. Nothing, we, you know, we, we pay, I think, $500 a month for our bandwidth. Void Zero has mm -hmm. just always, Mark up in Groningen in the Netherlands, he is, he's always just set it up to help yeah. us. It's his value, you know, and he's, he's been, he's a friend now. He's a good friend now, but uh, he's, he's a great guy. Been, I, I, I remember doing that uh, just to keep it running, you know, keep everything running. That's his value that he, he delivers back. Yeah. yeah. And he's super, I mean, it's like longer than most employees have been around. It's uh, amazing. We could, we couldn't even afford him if we had to hire him. Yeah, exactly. It's like, like podcasting 2.0, the people that, that the group of developers, if you could, if you could hire them, if you couldn't afford it, the payroll would be astronomical. Yeah. And they're more honest with each other than if they were at a company. They're yeah. Much more honest. Like, this sucks. I hate this. I love this. They support each other, but they're also very, just honest, brutally honest. And that's the only way to go. Well, and I, and you, you don't get that in a company. You don't. And I, I think my contribution to that's now fairly enshrined for Podcasting 2.0 is that all these apps now have a 30 seconds forward, 15 seconds back in their forward and back buttons. Because I, I talked to every single developer back a year ago, and I said, oh, I love your app, but here's the thing. Wouldn't it be great if it could do this, which I like in somebody else's app? And I swear to God, I think all the apps I've looked at now, they've all implemented that kind of control, which is awesome. Well, your contribution was actually bigger than that, and I also want to mention I'm your trying to be agenda modest. contribution. But go ahead, go ahead. No, um, no, don't, don't be modest because I'm going to give it to you. First of all, and I say this with respect, we have, and we still use it, the Gene's mom. It's like, my mom won't understand this. Now your mom passed, mm -hmm. yeah. but for a while it was like, yeah, but will Gene's mom be able to use it? That, mm -hmm. that we use that over and over and over again. So Gene's mom is still part of the legacy. The other piece of no agenda, the value for value model, is very important that people know. So we had, you know, we had already instilled the executive producer, associate executive producer level for each show. So if it's two hundred dollars, two between two and three hundred dollars, you're an associate executive producer. It's a real credit. Go look on IMDb. People register these credits there. Even mm -hmm. Hollywood people who listen to the show. Executive producers three hundred or above. If in total over the lifetime of your contributions, which can also be five dollars a month or a week or or whatever. When you get to $1,000, you become a knight. And we made that up, and we have a knighting ceremony, and it's the whole, you know, and, and we send you a ring, a knight ring. And it was in Austin. I remember it very well. It was on, we were still on, what's the, Travis Heights Boulevard. Yep. And we were sitting in that corner. We had the bookcase, and you said, you know, man, it's time to, time to gamify this shit. 
And I said, like, what do you mean? He said, well, I'm a knight. I've contributed $1,000. What do I do now? I have no aspiration. There's nothing I can do. Where can I go from here? Mm-hmm. And that's when we implemented the, the peerage system. So you go from a knight to a baronet to a baron. So every $1,000 extra that you accumulate all the way up to Grand Duke. And that really excelled. The gamification factor that you advised and gave, gave us has been, was, was, yeah, I mean, game-changing, game literally. That really changed the whole deal because it turns out people love this. They, they yeah. love parting with their money for something that they enjoy. And if they have aspiration and, and, and we're very open about, I mean, you can sit there and count and you know exactly how much money we made in each episode. No one cares. No one gives a shit. They're all happy. This thing is worth the value. So now we have, you know, we have a number of, of grand dukes who have, you know, really yeah. have supported the show over years with a lot of money. And that's because of your, your genius in that. And I'm very, uh, John won't say it, but I'm very appreciative. <laughs> well, thank John you. will say he did yeah. it. Uh, <laughs> Yes, no, that yes, was yes. all you, and that was that was a great idea. And mm-hmm. you know, I've heard this replicated. I mean, yeah. throughout so many shows, that well, you I, value for value. I gave the same thing to Brian Brushwood too, and he's done quite yeah. well with it. Same as well. thing with Brushwood. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. Do you ever hear from him anymore? Yeah, yeah. Occasionally, every I think I saw him. I was at his studio slash farm. I guess about four or five months ago, and it was like, yeah, we got we got to get you on again, and then I don't hear from him again. I got to bug him again. I think Brian is always one of those guys that's always had like 20 different pokers in the fire. And if you're not on top of doing something with them, there's five other people that are actually are or trying to. And I don't know. I, I don't see much of his stuff anymore. I don't mm-hmm. know. He must be doing TV stuff. Is he doing, must be doing TV stuff. Well, it's all, I don't think it's TV, but it's, it's always had multiple YouTubes. I know he redid like back when we got together. And I think this is, you know, fairly publicly known, but he definitely redid his company. Like he cleaned it out, got rid of some people that were not necessarily the best fit, brought in some new folks. So he's yeah, yeah, reinvigorated. Good, good, good. Yeah. I always liked him. I like Bonnie too. How's Bonnie? You yeah, her? yeah. No, she's good. That's kind of the hard thing. What you really notice is how, how the kids are like growing crazy fast. Their kids. Oh yeah. yeah they they must ki- be driving by now. Yeah. I, I, I mean, how old is she? I don't remember how old they're crazy, man. The youngest daughter, I, I think she is like, she's around nine, nine or 10 years old. Mm. And the way that Brian and I met was I was the biggest donor to his Kickstarter where the top donor level was getting to name his kid because she wasn't born yet. And that's how shithead came to be. Yeah, yeah, exactly. And then I was like, there's no way in hell his wife's going to let him do this. You know, he's just coming up with, now, what do I do if people give this much money? He just came up with a crazy level that he didn't think anybody would donate. And, and that was it. <laughs> yeah. And then we talked and he's like, then he's getting nervous. He's starting to back off. I'm like, dude, I'm not going to make you rename your kid. Don't worry. I'm just, I want a command performance though. I want you to perform at my venue of choice. Oh, right, right, right. Personally. I, I remember this vaguely. Yeah, and the irony is I missed the damn performance because I had set it up and I was working in California at the time. So I, I set it up too. in San Diego. I remember that too. Yep. I can't remember what the reason was. I think I got gout. I think I had gout. That's what it was. Because I, I have had a number of gout inflammations. People don't know. Oh, that's where your horrible. foot just gout, feels gout horrible. Gout is the worst. Haven't had it oh. for, that was the last time I had it, in fact. So I haven't had it for like a decade. And that, cause I figured out what it was. I've, I've always loved eating like sardines and liver and like stuff that's, you know, like 
pickled organ Rus- meats. Russian yeah, shit. Yeah, pickled Russian organ meats, shit. basically. Yeah, Russian and shit. Just apparently, say it. if you read the literature, that's the stuff that quite frequently causes a gout. Causes gout. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah, it's inflammation like in your, yeah, it sucks. It's yeah, it's, it's basically what it is is just uh, uric acid crystallizes in your blood and your blood moves slowest through your feet. And so the crystals just kind of start to accumulate. You need to walk, brother. I keep telling you that you need to walk. I do walk. 45 minutes a day, every day, walk. 45 yeah, minutes walk a day, drink days a gallon a week, of water. Yeah, I do. I definitely drink a gallon of water. Water is always good. I've always been a big fan of water. I, but, lo- I love your, I love your, your Russian Euro trash tracksuit, by the way. That's pretty fucking cool. Oh, yeah. No, dude, on, I've, I've on. got one for every day now. That's the that's, whole, that's the whole, the whole look on the show. Good. Yeah, that's the, the look is good. I like your dresses. What was it your uh, kafkan? What is that? Which you, one? You, you had you had a dress at one point, like a kafkan. A dress. Yeah, I've like had a lot of different outfits. I don't recall a dress. A, not a dress, dress, but like a Middle Eastern type. Uh, oh, garb. yeah, 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 yeah. Sure, yeah. I would occasionally. Those, those look cool. On, those look cool on you. Well, beards go well with a lot of different types of clothes. Okay, for sure. <laughs> It's the beard. I got it. The beard makes the outfit. I'm telling you right now. Yeah, somebody yeah, says I need portrait mode. I do because my my beard is you know it's longer than. Is it down to your crotch now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Yeah. Well, you, you go out to, to to eat with with Gene and you have to stick this whole beard inside <laughs> like and that the beard tuck around it. Yes. Yeah, yeah, a beard tuck. Yeah, it's hilarious. It is. It's a thing. It's a real deal. Plus, I I. At where my beard's at, I can sort of call virtually anybody else's beard a starter beard. Yeah. You get these guys that have, you know, a good beard. And it's like, hey, nice starter beard. And they kind of look at me like, what? And then they see me and they're like, oh, yeah, yeah, thanks. Pull the whole thing out, yeah. yeah. <laughs> the only time I felt slightly inadequate with my beard was when I went to the the World Beard Competition back about five oh, years I'll ago. Bet. I remember you went to that. Yeah, yeah and you, I took you, a lot of photos there. It was like, holy shit, uh, I have not barely any, a beard. Not anywhere near competition nope. level. Nowhere. Uh, I mean, there was guys with beards literally to their knees. Yeah. There were, there were people that had styled beards that had like a whole scenes from Star Wars made out of their beards. I mean, it's just like, holy shit. People doing insane <laughs> stuff. So, yeah, I, I just, you know, like, you mentioned you were lazy for certain things. The beard to me, I started growing it when I got divorced. That was to me just a way of doing less work in the morning by not shaving. And uh, the difference was while I was married, I would do that, but then I would still shave maybe like every two weeks. So I had like the little short cropped kind of thing going or goatee or whatever. Uh, But you know, when, when that became not an issue, I just let it grow. And it turned out that once it gets past about six inches, once it looks like a long beard, a lot of people actually give me compliments. So it's like, oh, that's awesome. I've gotten a lot more compliments with the beard just from random strangers than I ever had when I didn't have a beard. Well, now. Yeah. And black girls like beards a lot. Welcome to Beard Talk. Mm -hmm. Beard Talk with Gina and Adam. Have you thought about (laughs) growing a beard out, Adam? I started a beard for a little bit there, but it's not for me. It doesn't no. grow fast enough. No, it's not for me. It takes a while. I, I also, also still wet shave. You know, I use a razor. Yeah. I like it. Yeah. It's, it's part of, I like it. I like shaving every day. You like the, it doesn't, doesn't the bother feeling. Me. I, I will say I, like I face. do like the feeling that I haven't experienced for a long time of having a freshly shaved, especially at a barbershop with a straight edge and the hot yeah. towel. That is a great yeah. feeling. The only time I get that is I get that on my head occasionally. I will go to a barber and I'll do a, a, a I'll have them do a, a 
head shave with a straight edge. And then, so I, I still get that experience without sacrificing the beard. Yeah, this is where we differ in so many ways. Yes. So I'm your hair was my... always a big part of your image in the early part of your life, for sure. Of course, of course, yeah. That, mm -hmm. But that was, it was applicable. It was appropriate. Everyone had that hair. You know? Not everyone had the hair you had. I think maybe people tried, no, that's but true. they did I, not no, succeed. That, that's true. My hair was, <laughs> was a thing of its own, had its own life, had its own, its own, its own place in heaven. And I'm going to assume everybody knows you were an MTV VJ back when they played music. But there, yeah, for maybe. the one or two people that don't, you can look up Adam Curry and you'll find some, some of the images back from those days. And he had magnificent mane of hair. It was lion-esque, I would say. It was funny. I just I got an email from, you probably won't remember, Lillian Axe, if you remember that band. Mm -hmm. It was on Headbangers Ball. So I debuted their first video ever. Mm -hmm. on Headbangers Ball in 1988. Those guys are still going strong. They look a bit like you with, with <laughs> only black beards. And they're, they're definitely metal. Yeah, rock slash metal. You know, heavy screaming guitars and stuff. And mm -hmm. so they just released their 10th studio album. And they have a video. It's, it's called The Feelings of Absinthe. Mm -hmm. And it's, it's a good song. These guys are still, and they're, you know, they're like they're in the Louisiana Music Hall of Fame, Songwriters Hall of Fame. They've been very successful. Okay. And they reached out and said, hey, man, would you mind doing the intro to our video? <laughs> and refer back to the first time in 88. And I had a blast doing it, you know. So that video is coming out pretty soon. So it was me literally like, hey, remember back in 35 years ago? These guys are there. They're still here. Intro the video, and it, that's wild. Tina was doing the video, the camera for me, uh -huh. and she's like, "Holy shit! You you can just turn the button on and do it." I said, "Yeah, I can turn the I can turn the MTV guy thing on and mm -hmm. do an intro at any point. You can wake me up in the middle of the night. I can still do it." Yeah, no, that's awesome, and I that was certainly my first exposure to you is watching MTV. And although I was never much of a metalhead, but you were on there quite a bit. So yeah, well, I, I, I did break other stuff. Shows, yeah, I did. Yeah, I did shows besides Headbangers Ball. Mm -hmm. But I loved the Headbangers Ball. It was fun. Yeah, a lot of fun. And yes, yes Pyramid Seven, Lillian Axe. That's correct. The band name, yeah, mm -hmm. yeah, they're right here. I'll just flip flip them. I did a quick search for them here as well. No, you won't. You won't find the new one. I don't think that's been released. No, yet. it's not. I did, but that's the band, right? Those guys. Yeah. Yep. Mm -hmm. Lillian Axe. Yeah. No, it's, it's fun reminiscing, but the stuff you're doing right now, I think is the most exciting out of everything. It is to me. I mean, it, I, it's just another new period. I've done crazy things in my life. I ran a, I took a company public, ran it for a while mm -hmm. and all kinds of, had incredible experiences, really happy. And when you say you took a company public, you had a company mm -hmm. with a thousand employees. This is a Seven, real 700, 700. Well, yeah. All right. Close yeah, enough. We, it was big. It was big. It was a real company. Yeah, it was. It was not a you know. And it was pre dot com. You know, which means yeah. we didn't raise a billion dollars, but we took, we were on Nasdaq. Think new ideas. Mm -hmm. uh, we ran it profitable. Shocker. That doesn't happen Shocker. much these days. I know. Days. How crazy were we? And yeah. then Mark Cuban walked away with fucking broadcast dot com for two right. billion dollars. Like, so that's that's still living know, on that money. Yeah, you know, I mean, it's funny because I've. I was very wealthy at one point through some stock investments and that mm -hmm. went to zero. And I basically, I, the money I had, I just spent it all. <laughs> I spent it on helicopters and the castles and cosmetics companies and all mm -hmm. kinds of interesting, fun stuff. And, but I've never worried about money. It's like, okay, if I have it, I have it. If not, and whenever I need something, it always shows up. So 
I, I love that. I remember I was talking to Christina when she was here and my, talking my daughter, your daughter. Yeah. When, mm -hmm. when she was talking about the castle days and writing a, what are those things called? The little, Tractor? no, no, no. The, the, the little thing you, you step on and you zoom oh, the, around. The, 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 the zappy? What no, the, they? no, the, uh, the Segway. Segway. That's the we need, we need to get from the kitchen to the living room. We needed the Segway. <laughs> it's it was so too insane. Far to walk. <laughs> We have to call each other on the phone. Where are uh -huh. you? <laughs> Riding a Segway inside your <laughs> castle because it's too far. That was to walk. hilarious. That was fun. That was fun. Good times. Yeah, good times, man. And that and that's the thing is, I, I have done. I have not done that, but I've done a lot of interesting stuff in my life. And it's always, it's always fun to do crazy things like that, but not let them define you, at all. Like no, you're not the guy all. that has to ride a Segway across the kitchen anymore. No, I don't give a shit. I don't I really don't give a shit about anything. No, you know I I love my wife. I love our daughters. You mm -hmm. know, I have two stepdaughters. I love our dog. I love our friends. I love what I do. We're healthy. We have great community out here. I love God. That that helps. Yeah. That's, that's so that's a new. Me. Well, I mean, that's, I don't want to insinuate that you hated God in the past, uh, but no, it's new. Certainly, for me. It's, new. it's a it's a new topic that I've heard in your life. So, yeah. You want to talk about that a little bit? What happened? Yeah, sure, sure, no problem. I can tell you what happened. I mean, I'm I'm new to this, so it it, also, it is all very new. Mm -hmm. Well, it's, it's interesting because Tina and I both came to this at the same time from different directions. She was raised Catholic, mm -hmm. which I don't think she was really ever in her veins or anything. But I woke up one day and I look around me, and everyone I'm working with is a Christian. Dave Jones from Podcasting 2.0, Mo Texas Slim, and you know, I I. And I could, and you know, from time to time, it's like, so do you think with Revelation, like, we'll really go into hell and fire and brimstone? And, you know, I could ask these things. And these guys, they never pushed anything on me. It was never a big deal. And, you know, Mo would say, oh, yeah, I, I pray before we do the show. So it's interesting. You see, I pray we have a good show. And I decided about 11 months ago, maybe. I'm going to look into this stuff. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it's like, because I've, you know, 9-11 conspiracies, the JFK. You, I mean, I'm the conspiracy therapist. I, you know, moon landing. I look into all this stuff. And I read a lot. And I, and I love it. And I come up with my own thoughts about stuff. And I share them on the show. And I thought, well, this is, this is a conspiracy theory I've never really looked at. <laughs> is this thing real? Is, is God real? Is, was Jesus real? Is he? Was he? Is he? And, I, and actually, Tina and I were talking about that on our show. Mm -hmm. Curry and the Keeper, curryandthekeeper.com. And so people start sending me stuff. And they send, you know, there's tons of books. And one of them is Evidence That Demands a Verdict. It was a really, it's not really a book. It's like an outline of all these things that prove that Christ was real. And, you know, and I just looked at it purely from my conspiracy-minded way. Mm -hmm. It's like, you know, I've read everything there is to read about. I mean, I'm a member of Pilots for 9-11 Truth. I mean, I know... I'm a pilot, so I understand a lot of these things. And, you know, there's a lot of different stuff that just doesn't make sense. And at a certain point, you get to the part, well, you have to believe something or not. You weren't there. So, like, the moon landing, well, I was not there, but there's, there's no evidence. The worst part of the moon landing is that they erased the, the tapes of the moon landing. You know, it's like, okay, so yeah. that kind of tells you something, right? But then you look at what's been written about yeah, No Christ. one's ever going to want to watch that again. Who cares? Exactly. Who cares? Just bulk it. And you start reading about Christ. And, you know, still the number one book is the Bible. And after three weeks, I'm like, well, this is obvious. By my standards of conspiracy theorist research, this is real. And so then I decided to commit to it and see how that felt. 
And mm-hmm. we have a church here that Tina had, had attended a couple times on Sunday, so I can't go, but they have a YouTube live. <laughs> and it's a great show. I'm, it's like, and I, I even told the pastor, Pastor Jimmy, I said, man, you got a great-ass show. You know, it's, they, and he plays guitar as well in the, in the worship team, which is Christian for band for some mm-hmm. reason. It's, you know, it's not a band, it's the worship team. And they got like eight-man band, three singers. You know, it's pretty decent. Sound is good, and he relates the gospel to the message. And, and I'm like, this is pretty interesting. And then something really cool happened. There was a guy in my life, Neil Jones. He's still in my life. And he had, about two years, years ago, he started sending clips as a producer to the show. And he lives in Alabama, and he was a custodian at a school. And, and he says, you know, you and John motivated me so much, I decided I'm going to quit my job as a custodian, and I'm, going, I'm still going to do your clips. And he does, he does great clips. They're, they're, the the clip right custodian. Clip, clip custodian. It, it, he has the right clips. They're labeled right. They're the right length. I mean, they, he gets it. He gets it. He gets it. He gets it. And he was saying, like, like, he still does 12, 15 clips a show. I mean, I don't play them all, but they're all playable. And, and uh, he's a Christian. And, and I don't know if we were talking, if we really just, he would say God bless or whatever on email, never talked. And then one day he says, Adam, I'm, I'm destroyed here. My, my son has leukemia, just all of a sudden out of the blue, his eight-year-old son. And I started praying for his son. And he was like, you know, Job, apostle sat with Job. I said, you know, Brother Neil, I'm going to sit with you. I, I'll be here. I can't do much, but pray, and I'll be here for you when you're down or whatever, or whatever I can do, but I'm going to pray. And in under a year, that boy is completely cancer-free. I'm not saying that God does this all the time, or that's how it works, or that our prayer necessarily ha- To me, personally, that was a God said, oh, hold my beer. Let me just show you, Curry. Mm-hmm. I needed that. I needed to see that. I needed to to have that experience. And, you know, it could come back. Anything could happen. But that that really took me to a level of, wow. And then I, now I read the Bible. And I read. I have a great study Bible. I read explanations. And there's a lot of stuff I didn't know. And it's really interesting and, and incredibly fun mm. to read. And, and, and you know, you, it's like having a 10-speed bike. A lot of people have 10-speed bikes all of a sudden. <laughs> so a lot of these, oh, wait, you're a Christian? Oh, I didn't know that, you know, and it's just, it, it, it's like an interesting club that seems to be pretty big worldwide. And what was really beautiful, and I think maybe this is part of what I, this is why I say podcasting, you know, you know, the first podcasters who really piled on were Godcasters. They were the first ones to really get it. Oh man, you know, I, I can't afford the cable TV channel or the satellite, but I can, I can spread the message the way I want to through podcasting. Mm. Not saying that podcasting was only meant for, uh, for, uh, you know, for religious stuff. There's kind of another, another sub theme that, that was, was a thread that was running along here is Naomi Wolf, who we've played clips from throughout the history of the show. She's super lefty, you know, Mm -hmm. Jewish, Upper East Side, New York elite. And during the COVID pandemic, scamdemic, she was sitting at one of those, you know, hedge fund manager dinners, Upper East Side, and she heard these people talking with such horrible, saying horrible things about people and economy. And, and she said, I know these people, they're not bad people, it must be evil. It must be evil that's taken hold of them. And, and I have this, I agree, if there's evil, there has to be balance, there has to be a good. And what is that good? And she literally became what we call the Messianic Jew. She, she started to pray. She'd become a Christian, which is really interesting if, you, if you're Jewish. 
It has a whole nother level of family and stuff that you have to kind of break through. And so it has really enriched my life. And I feel super happy. It, not the, not like all of a sudden you you pray or you or you believe in Jesus and then your life is great. But it does give you a perspective on things. And and history historically, it's really interesting to see how nothing is new. Nothing is new at all. And so it's just been great. And I'm learning is new. And so I, I went on Rogan, and I knew that I was going to talk about it because I knew that that was in me. I was going to mention this to him, and I told a shorter version of this story. Mm-hmm. And I also knew that Joe would treat me respectfully and he would question me. And I kind of look forward to it. I want, what, what is he going to ask me, you know? And I also said at one point, I don't know, man, I don't have an answer to that because I just, I'm new to this, but I can feel there's something in it. And the response to that is, has been nothing short of amazing. This entire YouTube videos with thousands of comments and pastors dissecting me saying this. <laughs> I'm like, so now I realize that people who are Christian believe in God, and maybe it goes for all religions. It's really, it's not cool to talk about it because, you know, by the way, you can shit on Christians anytime you want. You can't do it to Muslims, not for Islam or not for Jews, but you can shit on the Christians. And I think that because I don't have any of that weight on me and I, and I'm already in a happy, good place. I'm a, I'm a, you know, I'm, I have had a good life and I look forward to another, you know, at least 40 years that people really took that to heart. It's like, wow, if this guy can say it, then why can't I say it? You know, and it doesn't mean that you're, that you're, that you're a nut job or that you're a right wing, you know, hate LGBT and, you know, anti-abortionist, you know, all these labels that are put on us. Mm -hmm. And, And so I've just, it's just an outpouring of, that's just mind blowing that people are, that pastors scholars are dissecting the conversation Joe and I had. And <laughs> people are like, oh, I'm so happy. This is so cool that he said this. Also, I've been praying for you for 10 years that, that you, you would be saved. Like, what? I, I had no idea. So, you know, yeah. that's kind of, kind of where I'm at, you know, and I'm, I'm, not, I'm not preachy or anything. That's the last thing I want to be. But if people ask me, just like my friends who answer my questions, I'm happy to answer what mm-hmm. I can. And so no, it's been great. That's cool. It's been, and been really fun. How now? What was your family religiously when you were a kid? Well, I was baptized, so I I think we were probably they weren't. I mean, my parents. We grew up, and they went to they were Unitarian. Yeah, and we Unitarian and we went to church on Sunday, and I was like, I did not like that at all. And mm-hmm. and one of the worst things when we came to the Netherlands when I was seven or eight. They found their own Unitarian community, um, and I, I remember quite distinctly, we, one Sunday we got up at like 2.30 in the morning, drove for hours to go up on this. The Netherlands pretty flat, so you had to drive quite a way to get to the hill. It was a hill, and then we were all up there, and then you know, we watched the sunrise, and someone had a cassette player, and while the sun rose, they played Cat Stevens' Morning Has Broken. And that really, that really turned me off, brother, let me tell you, from, <laughs> from any kind of religion and Cat Stevens. This is like, no, this is not, what the hell are we doing here? This is yeah. not cool. So, yeah, and I really, yeah, I've always had respect, certainly on no agenda uh, early on. If, you know, say, God damn, or something like that, I would get mm-hmm. notes. People would say, hey, man, please don't take the Lord's name in vain. Mm-hmm. And we don't. We don't piss on anyone's religion. We've never have. We don't care. It's it's not who we are. We're, we're just what you do, what you do, whatever you want to do. And so I've just always had respect. You know, one of our biggest donors is Muslim. Mm-hmm. And he has, and he'll send in a note, a Sir Anonymous of Dogpatch in Lower Slobovia, 
and he'll send in a note and he'll, when it's, when it's Passover or when it's Yom Kippur, you know, it's mm -hmm. like, there's a lot of room for everybody. And I love that. And I think no agenda is really good in that regard. And I think we have a lot of Christians and Catholics who listen to the show because we debunk a lot of crap and we, we just, we've never, same, you know, we don't, I mean, John may say the blacks are the gays, but he's just old. <laughs> but we we don't we don't we don't shit on anybody. And we have trans listeners, we have gay listeners, we have all mm -hmm. kinds of I should say producers. And and so it's really it's really quite a diverse group. And so you know we don't talk I don't talk about my faith on the show on no agenda. I mean yeah, it's, it's like I wouldn't talk about a lot. You know, just lots of stuff we don't talk. No, who cares? We're there yeah. to deconstruct media and have a good time. That's what it's about. Well, and, and it's interesting too, cause like I met Mark, I uh, took him and his girlfriend at the time, who's now his wife out for oh, lunch. Oh, Mark Void Zero? Yeah, my, Mark Void Zero. Oh, oh yeah. He went through quite the transformation. Yeah. And, and I remember when, you know, our conversations, not very often, but occasional conversations, uh, kind of went from just purely talking about tech stuff and then. He, he was into telling, aliens and stuff. He was yeah. using the occult aliens, all kinds mm -hmm. of stuff. And all of a sudden. Catholic, like, yeah, like old school, hardcore, like hardcore, old core, yeah, really yeah, cool. Yeah. And so, you know, I, I, I gave my testimony to him, mm -hmm. and he's like, "That's so cool!" And let me tell you how important the Virgin Mary is. You know, he sent mm -hmm. me all kinds of books. And, you know, this is different from where I'm at, but it's, yeah, I love that. I mean, I like reading stuff. I like understanding mm -hmm. stuff. I like conspiracies. You know, so this totally. is a pretty big one. You know, this is, you know, the guy said like. Jesus said, I'm, I'm going to you know, be condemned. They're going to kill me. I'm going to die for your sins. I'm going to come back after three days and, and then I'll, and I'll come back and I'll show you. And he, you know, he, he came back and 500 people witnessed him, hmm. which is detailed in acts. You know, there's at a certain point, like you can only make up so much and you just have to, all right, if I'm going to believe that nine 11 was a total inside job and, and I can sh point to the fake evidence then I've got to believe this too. I, I, I can't believe one and the other, particularly with the amount of evidence that, and, and well, evidence is maybe the wrong word, of writing about it. Scholars have dissected mm -hmm. this for, for thousands of years, thousands of years. You know, it's still here. We, and look at all the language we still use. You know, when you hit that air pocket, you hear the whole plane going, oh God, oh Jesus, help me. <laughs> you know, so th there's, there's a lot. That's probably the most fun thing is reading like, I see you sting. Every breath you take, every step you take, every you make, like, I see you sting. You took that right from the Bible. I mean, mm -hmm. there's, there's words, entire songs, names, and best of, you know, I love the names that have been used for products, and I see where they come from in the Bible. This is, this is, it's, hey, I'm 58. This is cool to learn this now. Well, and I, I think it's, it is, you have to have such big blinders on to think that Western civilization has not been the most impacted by Christianity above any other religions out there. Right. On. Um, you know, if you're looking at China, obviously things are a little different, but, but up un, until at the, the recent few years, it, it really seemed like Western civilization was ahead of all the other civilizations in that, in terms of necessarily specific accomplishments, but in terms of the important things like the, the, the freedom of speech, the individual liberty, the you know a government that's elected by the people rather than 
passed on from generation. How about the individual? The individual, as yeah, I mean, used to. I'm actually working on with this on a couple of people. How Bitcoin connects to God, and if Mm. it does, and it does in one way. You know, if you look at before Christ, it was the family and land. Mm -hmm. The individual was not as important. That was to be married off to connect to join land together. Mm -hmm. Christ, Christ really brought the individual and the responsibilities into into play, which. Of course, a thousand years later, ultimately became the Magna Carta, which you know is now the genesis of the Constitution. And throughout that, coin cutting and clipping and control of money has been quite the issue. I was I, I was talking to Max Kaiser about this mm-hmm. at lunch. He says, "Oh, I can help you with that." He says, "Bitcoin is Jesus 2.0." He says, "God uh, tried this Jesus thing, and, and we made a mess of it." So he said, "I'm, I'm going to try one more time. I'm going to give you Bitcoin." You got it. It's going to be there. They can't get rid of it. You guys run with it or not. That's that's the Max Kaiser version. Yeah, that sounds like Max Kaiser. Bitcoin is everything. <laughs> I love that. <laughs> that cracked mm-hmm. me up. You know, but I, t- I don't mock it out of hand. I take it into account. Yeah. Well, it's wild stuff. Well, I just glanced to the clock. I know we've been running oh, for a good long time. For two and a half hours, I'm happy, mofo. happy to talk to you, obviously. <laughs> and we have talked for many more than just two and a half hours. But I also want to be sensitive to your time as well as I'm just tired now. I'm just getting. I'm hungry. I want to eat something. Yeah, dog needs to you take got a some leak. steak in the in the in the fridge. You're gonna cook up, or what are you gonna on me? Yeah, you know, we 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 eat burgers for breakfast, brother. I'm telling you, we eat, we <laughs> nice. eat, we're almost almost carnivores here. Tina, awesome. ever since she went on, pretty much all you know, because there's yep. lots of psyops about meat. You know, red mm-hmm. meat, you're gonna die. It's it's cancerous. It's gonna sit in your system for years, and it's sludge and all that. And, uh, you know, I've never felt so good as to just really eating animal protein every, every single day. And we've cut out, you know, seed oils, all, Mm -hmm. none of that, none of that. And it's actually cheaper. You know, when we get it from KNC cattle and we get a, you know, like a third of a cow, which lasts quite a long time for us. And they give all the, all the cuts and they're beautiful cuts. You know, we we just, she keeps, she's making cool recipes, you know, tri-tip with coffee rubs Mm. and. I mean, you name it, man. It's just, you got to come out and have some meat with us. I will. Come, come share <clears throat> some meat. I promise. I will definitely, I'll definitely come out for that. And we have a railing now up to the suite so you won't fall off oh, and drink too okay. much. So, you know. Well, I don't, I'm still not drinking. Really? You know, I, I, I oh, wow. took last year off. That was drinking? my experiment. Yeah. As I, I wanted to, because what I noticed is during COVID, I was hardly ever drinking. I maybe drank like four times during COVID. I thought, well, this this isn't that hard. Let me just do a whole year because I know that, like, I've never really felt any negative stuff from drinking, but it is a poison. It's objectively a poison. Hey, yeah. And so that's why we take it. Well, yeah. <laughs> and so I thought, well, let me just do a whole year. And I did a year, and technically, I'm allowed by myself to drink now. Yeah, I haven't gotten around to it. And I don't know that I will. I may not drink again for the rest of my life. Yeah, you know, I I get it. It's I completely. It, yeah. So that's analogous to my weed store. It's like I just stopped. Like, yeah, I don't really care. Yeah, I'm, and I don't. I'm, it's I'm not okay that I didn't enjoy it. drinking, yeah. but it was mostly about the people I was with, not about the alcohol. That would be that would be pretty pretty logical. Yeah. yeah. So it's I don't know, but again, I'm I'm obviously happy to see you guys, and we'll do it in person. Get it's, your ass out to Hill Country, brother. You're, you know you're welcome anytime. Yes. anytime I will, I will definitely that. do that. Don't let another 4th of July go by. Yeah, I know, I know. It's, and time's accelerating, as you well know. 
That's the crazy the, the part. The years are taking less and less fast. time. How old are you now? You, you're 52? 52, yeah. Mm-hmm. 52, yeah. Well, you'll never catch up. Well, I can try. Never catch up to me. <laughs> never catch up to me, brother. I'm now the oldest kid on the block. It's great. Actually, yeah, I'm the oldest one now. So I. It was about six years ago where I came into a company to run it, and I realized that I was literally the oldest person there, and I wasn't even 50 yet. Yeah. I was like, holy shit. And they have a lot to learn, these youngins, don't they? Yes. Darren says 152. Yes, Darren, I'm trying to leave the one out just to make myself look younger, but it is, <laughs> technically is 152. You're hey, correct. How many people How many people are watching us now? Oh, we're down to 54. Oh, man. I know. How many do you get in total on these things? So it, it'll vary. I think we'll probably get 20,000-ish on this one, nice. maybe more. The Here's the thing. I... This is, I'm recording a podcast that just happens to have video. So I did not at all publicize the fact that you're going to be on here. That's good. I told a few people, and I think one or two of those might have said something on Twitter. But for the most part, like, I didn't post on No Agenda Social. I didn't talk about it anywhere because I wanted, well, it's the podcast episode that I want to go out there, not have a bunch of people watching the video. But right. obviously, the video of this is going to be online. That's how, that's how you do your grift. It. You got to do your grift. You got to sell your shit. I got that's it. That's right. I'm, I'm with you. I'm with you. Buy some of those EMP things, people. Buy one for send it to me. That's right. They'll, they're expensive. I, I, they're not cheap. They're not cheap. <laughs> they're but, not you know, when you need one, you need at one. All. Yeah, you never know. That's, right. that's the thing. Because you wouldn't want your generator to not start. When you get hit by an EMP, I'm I'm seriously I got to look into the in, I think the ground I got to look into the mechan the engineering of it the yeah. uh, electro engineering but yeah sounds sounds reasonable it's, I think uh, it's legit it's just a product that for the I most I won't have anything I won't have anything to power I mean everything else will be fluoride I know, mean like, you know <laughs> it depends well uh, actually if LED you buy lights. yeah well and I I will give you uh, some of the ponchos as well I got to replenish the stock here but the the ponchos yeah. do block alpha and beta radiation so that that provides sure some level do. of assurance yeah oh absolutely yeah it's well well documented you still got to watch out for gamma though that that might be a problem Always on the lookout for gamma. Mm-hmm. Gamma is is dangerous, for sure. <laughs> don't don't do gamma radiation. Hey kids, don't do it's gamma. Not good. Yeah, it's don't, not, good, not for, good for you. Not good for you. Not good for you. Exactly. Right, Your teeth Gene. will fall out. <laughs> this was fun, man. I liked it. Good. Long, but good. I li- but yeah. it's always good talking with you. You don't have to come by for a month or two. I'm tired of you. But then come on by. <laughs> okay, that sounds good. <laughs> No, I'll I'll definitely get out there. I know I've been saying that for like six months, and but the last time I was going to come out, I had a little emergency I had to go take care of, but we'll get it's one scheduled. Good. It's all good. Okay, man. And thank you for being on, dude. I appreciate of, of it. Of course. Of course. Thank everybody in the chat room. That was yeah, fun guys. watching it all, it all fly by. A lot of people I don't know, some names I do yeah. recognize. There'll nice be a lot more it. people that you don't know that'll watch this eventually, and then they'll know who you are. There you go. Yeah, because yeah. they all know me anyway, you know. Yeah, you're Sir Gene. That's right. Knows. All right, bro. All right, man. Thank you. Do I just hang up? Do I just leave? Yeah, you just you could just close the browser. It's that simple. Okay. And he said, poof. There we go. Then that was Adam Curry. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that. Like I said to Adam just now, this was a mainly a podcast recording, but this was the vi- video component of it. So you guys got to see the podcast get made in IRL, as it were. And then the episode will be out probably later today, or if not, then 
tomorrow and then the mini the video will be up i didn't cover a whole lot of adam's backstory just a little bits and pieces here and there because i'm assuming most people already know by now i mean he was on rogan five times the most recent only a month ago so there's a lot of stuff that you can get from his other interviews but yeah hopefully everybody enjoyed it and now a little bit of the behind the scenes before the recording started banter oh i've been <laughs> i've been banning a lot of people from there Although one of them, no, you has. can't ban anyone. You can block people. From yeah, that's your what account, I mean. But, but you block, can't ban. ban. Only I What's have the, the power. You have the full power, exactly. Mm-hmm. Exactly. So, first of all, let me give you the link for the okay. YouTube's, which is very simple. It's just youtube.com now, where are you where are you giving this to me? i'm gonna give it to you it'll pop up in a private chat. Actually, I can post it. I mean, it's not gonna harm anything, or I can put it into private chat. Oh, I um, see here. Oh, hey, okay. What is this program? Restream. Uh, so this is a Restream Studio, which mm-hmm. is a purely web-based, very, very easy to use, I think, interface for a live streaming. Mm-hmm. Did you send and this the, link? I don't see the link. No, I'm still typing it. Hey, Rich. There, there it is. Yes, I am. I am a, indeed a vapor. Yes. He, Adam is, yes. You've been vaping for a while. Well, we get into that. We'll we'll talk about some of these topics. I asked, so there's a little bit of a food bar. I, I neglected to like set up the stream ahead of time and post about it and get people. I mean, I actually tweeted about it, but I didn't that's, set it that's up. That's why only 36 so, people are watching. Exactly. I, I feel so it's loved. Exactly right. Fuck you. I know, Permaban I know. is back on. You're not allowed in anywhere. You're done. Damn Done. it. But, you know, hey, we'll, we'll probably be replayed on RT, so it's all good. You just can't watch it in the United States because it's banned. That's all. What, you, you, RT is your stuff? You, you're kidding, right? No, I'm kidding. Obviously, I'm kidding. Okay. I, I, don't, I don't have, have, you know, have you know, that kind you, of pull, Dad. <laughs> you, you've completely walked away from me. You, you don't come anymore. Uh, you don't drop by the house. You don't do it. Your note is down. You don't do 2.0 anymore. You just completely are a YouTuber. You've been sucked you've, uh, in by the Borg. By the Borg. I got sucked in by the YouTubes. That is true. But yeah, no, it's, I've been, been busy trying to figure this stuff out. Doing stuff, although we definitely need to get together. And I know you also I, have no job. I don't understand. I what don't you have do. a job. I know. I need to get a job. <laughs> I seriously need a job. You just kind of get used to not working after a while. That's the, that's the problem. This, this this picture of me is very. I know that you took that in Dallas. I, I did that take, very well. Yes, that was in mm-hmm. Dallas. That's correct. Because mm-hmm. I don't want to use you know somebody else's copyrighted material, so I have to get a photo of you that that I actually shot. You were you have that look of enjoyment on your face in in that photo. Yeah, it was a very enjoyable time in the cigar bar. I remember it very well. Yeah. It was nice. It was it was really nice meeting you. I remember. Uh, mm-hmm. we were very road weary mm-hmm. and, and you, and you set us up and made us feel comfortable in Dallas. And that was highly appreciated. Yeah. And, and right then and there, I said, dude, this guy is some kind of government asset. I don't know who he's working for, but I like it. Well, yeah, no, I, I, I yeah, I think I had you guys stay in the, in the Marriott, uh, mm-hmm. in Plano then. Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was nice, nice Plano evening. Plano relaxing good time but it, i mean dude 2012 that was thir- 11 years ago what, was time it, flies I thought, was it 2012 i thought it was that's what the photo says i'm um, going by the photocopier it, it, it has to be it has to be earlier than that because we moved to austin i thought in 2010 
Yeah, you did. Maybe even earlier, end of 29. But this this was your your drive up to Dallas. Mm, okay. Which was certainly after you moved there. So this would have been back when you were still living on the lake house, at the ah, lake yes. house. Mm-hmm. Up at uh, Lake Travis. Mm-hmm. Sure. sure. All right. Exactly. So how does this, so this is Griftcast. Hi, everybody. It's Griftcast IRL, which yes. is clearly a, a wink and a nod to the, to the pool boy. Hi, pool boy. Which a little, of course little is bit. Also, also <laughs> stolen from TRL, which was originally Dial MTV, which is all, it's all derivative. Nothing uh, is new anymore. Yeah. So, Defango, do you want to pop in here, or are you otherwise disposed? So, what, what uh, you gonna have another person on this on this? Well, show? I'm gonna have him come in and say hi. I want to introduce. So he's he's the guy that's been running the YouTube channel forever, and we got to know each other. And he was also a guy that was pretty active on the Fediverse for at least for a while. Um, but I don't know if he is in a whole lot these days. I know he got his Twitter account back. Who, who is this? Go Manuel Defango Chavez the Third. But I don't think I don't think I know him. Anyway, well I well I you I've interviewed him. I know that, and I probably have mentioned him before, but I don't know if you've ever chatted with him directly. But either way, I did want to introduce him since it's it's really this is the evolution of the channel that he's been running forever, and I've just kind of you know snuck my way into but i think we've got a pretty good back and forth okay, thing so going the, on there's there's more people who are on the griftcast youtube channel well oh it, yes it's yeah. actually oh. my channel well i started exactly. the griftcast because i wanted to well. take it to the man and by the man i mean mr tim pool and it just kind of stuck actually it was oh, your a joke an, your anti your anti pool boy well, I mean, I was actually not anti pool boy to start with, but then he <laughs> called me a gang stalker and said I had black SUVs and was like drugging yeah. people and taking their brains. So, you know, like I became anti pool boy. Gene, what have you dragged yeah. me into? I know, what right? Is, what is this? Pl- what it's is a, going on? There's a little bit of a controversy going on here. Let me let me get rid of the annoying oh, background, though. The cool there thing is, all we have to do is just wait for YouTube to take you all down. It'll just be all over. Eh, so that's that funny. happens occasionally. Now, can, can I still say like uh, uh, COVID was a scam? Nope, didn't hear what you were saying. This is why we do podcasting. (laughs) Right? Be careful. I can't say anything. Well, and that's what we're going to talk about. I can't say any of that stuff. Okay. All right. All right. This is not Joe Rogan on the private network. This is on YouTube. (laughs) Hey, did you see that Joe Rogan had to censor me? I got censored on the last. Did you? I watched a bunch of your clips from that show, but I didn't realize you were. Well, here, let's officially start because then you can get into the story. Oh, we haven't started yet. Okay. This is the, the prelude to kind of let people filter in and, you know, get stuff going. No, oh, okay. So you um, can cut all that out that I just said so no one gets in trouble. Uh, we'll be fine. We'll be fine. We'll yeah, just edit it I, I in think post. I made enough noise over it. It's yeah, called, exactly. We'll edit fixing, it in post. Fixing it in post is what it's yeah. called. We'll fix it in post. Yes. We'll clean it up. Clean Usually it up. what I do is just cut out that one little part. Uh-huh. Cut out the sliver yeah. of the thing. Now, Joe, Joe they, actually, they they cut out the audio and, and wiped out my mouth. They wiped <laughs> all so they couldn't read your... <laughs> they couldn't read the Really? Lips. Damn. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I, I agreed right. to it. I said you should totally do that. I don't want that ah. to be the focus of three and a half hours of, of talk. Yeah. So that, that's all it would be. So yeah, totally. Well, that's the whole point of that. Show. Okay, let me get, just get started because at some point I got to actually do the beginning of the podcast. So. Oh, okay. All right. All right. It, yeah. It's a show. Yeah, it's yeah. a show, everybody. I'm ready. All right. Here we go. I'll stick myself up here. 
You look, you look good, Gene, by the way. Well, thank you. I, I like I this look for that. you. I like this yeah. look for you. Are those Sennheisers? These are uh, AKG's 701s. Oh, AKG. mm -hmm. mm -hmm. K701s. Yeah, those are cool. My favorite set of headphones. I have the Audio Technicas. I kind of kind of dig in those. Yeah. Nice. Yeah. And they're, mm -hmm. I remember you used to have issues, so you could only use Sony's because they were the only loud ones. Well, you know, my, well, we can talk about it, but yeah, my, yeah, hearing, we'll my hearing it. got fixed, so. Yeah, that's awesome. That's an important part of it. All right, with that, I'm going to sign off. Take care. And as always, thanks for joining me. Please do keep in mind that nothing in this podcast represents financial, legal, or medical advice. 